Hello and welcome to episode 166 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the kaiju yeast, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. Ba ba, black sheep, have you any wool? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> On this week's episode, we have Home Depot shenanigans, Powerpuff Girls, Shazam, F9, and other news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week, Godzilla versus Kong. But first, Al, what are we drinking? What did nine ever do to you? What? <laughs> you said F nine. I said what did nine ever do? Uh, oh, no, it was so a stupid, stupid joke from, so uh, stupid. from from Ted two. F Murray uh, Abraham. What did Murray <laughs> Abraham ever do to you? <laughs> I like that. That's very silly. I uh, I got tripped up on the title of the movie because I really want to say King Kong, and I really don't understand why we haven't called him that yet. Are we going to get there eventually? Maybe. Well, we can't because Godzilla's king. He's king of the monsters. You can't have two kings. We established yeah, that. We'll, we'll, you, listen, you live tweeted me. I did live tweet King Godzilla, of the King of the Monsters. So you are well aware that there's one king. <laughs> there was a fight for who would be king of the between monsters. him and King Idra. So we can't introduce a third king. I mean, I have thoughts, <laughs> which we'll get to. I imagine but, we'll uh, probably, we haven't discussed this, which we, we maybe should have mm-hmm. done, um, but I imagine we'll do a little preamble of i think this is just going to be the entire monster verse <laughs> well specific more specifically a god a godzilla king of the monsters and the last two yeah kong. so it's funny because you keep wanting to call him king kong but what i want to keep doing i don't know why this is is i keep wanting to call it kong versus godzilla but it's not mm. it's godzilla versus kong is there a if this were if this were a v and not a vs how does that work in the courtroom again? Like who's who's at who? Is I know who's at who? It's not a, it's not a baseball game. <laughs> it is Yankees the, at Blue Jays. Uh, somebody's raising charges against the other, right? Or pressing like? Well, it's always well it depends on if the one who goes first is the plaintiff, um, okay. which would be in the civil lawsuit, but in the Criminal lawsuit. It's always the people versus the okay, people. Okay, so the being... assumption here is the assumption here that Kong it did something wrong. Well, no, because it's a battle. It's a battle, so it's more like boxing. It's like okay, a boxing. Well, match. I guess we have established that it's a. It's not a V. It is a VS. Yes. So, so <laughs> and with a boxing match, I imagine I should know this because champions on top. Like well, I was say I think the the person who yeah who has who's like in the dominant position is the one who's listed first, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. That makes that would make sense to me. Yeah, um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure uh, about that. I should know it. Not that I'm a, an avid boxing fan, but I've watched enough boxing that I should probably know that. I, I watch, I've watched boxing maybe I want to say four times in my life. I can one confirm at least one you. time <laughs> that it was here. <laughs> Anyway, what are we drinking? So we're drinking Great Lakes Brewing Company's Dortmunder Gold Lager. And spoiler alert, audience, this is a golden lager. Um, it is a delightful color, as I said to Anthony right before the microphones went on. Well, yeah. right before the recording device went on. Um, sure. It's a, Dortmund, a Dortmunder-style lager, which is helpful. Um, it's, it's is it for- helpful, though? Because I've never heard that word in my life before, and I don't know what that means. Dortmunder? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a place in Germany, an area, yeah, what's a, a Dortmunder region? style. Like, can, can I compare this to something else that I've the had? The style that's been popularized of Dortmunder. Yes. <laughs> um, now, it might actually be Dortmund, Germany. 
not Dortmund. Mm. I'm, uh, but regardless, um, it's from Cleveland, Ohio. This beer established in 1988. Uh, so, this beer is 5.8. Established when? 1988. That's me. That's me. <laughs> so I was established in 1988. You were, in fact, established in 1988. Uh, it's 5.8. I guess I was actually established in 87. You were created in 1987. I was matured. <laughs> I, I was fermented by 88. <laughs> You weren't bottled until 1990. <laughs> I think we may have lost track of this metaphor. 5.8% alcohol by volume, 30 IBUs. Yes, it's known for winning medals worldwide, but lo- but locally it's known as Dort. Our flagship blogger that humbly maintains its smooth, balanced, and charmingly unpretentious ways. <laughs> I love that. Do you? Uh, yeah, I just like the I like the way that they phrased all that. I want you to keep reading though down the side of the bottle there. No, I, I don't think we need to. <laughs> I think we do. No, I don't think I, think I, don't, I do. don't believe so. I do think uh, that no, whatever, no, 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 no. whatever rating we give to this beer needs to have an asterisk <laughs> because it says You don't think I expect freshest, these, do you? For freshest taste, please enjoy by 12 29 18. <laughs> You do realize that, like, I don't check the dates on these before I buy them, right? Sure, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. That's and and fine. I'm no, not, I'm not going to. What's going to happen to us? Cheers. Also, shame on the place that you're buying this from. This is not. You didn't buy this recently. No, I did. Sorry, you bought this recently. <laughs> so, fun, I was very confused for a second. That really threw me. Fun fact: my finances have thanked me for occasionally. Some of the beers I give you, I buy from the make your own six pack rack. And I believe mm-hmm. those are made from beers they're trying to get rid of because they've been sitting around too long, would be my guess. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Not all of them Fair. are that way, but some uh, probably a good amount of them now. I think we actually, we had 17 not that long ago. So this is actually <laughs> newer, I uh, think, than that, which is fantastic. Uh, I'm very curious to taste this. So cheers, Al. It's a little sweet for a lager. Mm hmm. It's odd. I guess maybe it's, it's the uh, gold thing. Made with bits of real gold? <laughs> I No, like a golden ale trends sort sweeter because it tends to have some sure. unfermented sugar and all that. Yeah, I, I, uh, whatever. I mean, I understand what you're saying about the sweetness. I, I get that, too. I will say, though, I... I'm not trying... Like, I, 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 don't, I don't think of that in my head, but I don't really... I don't think it has a lot of flavor. Oh, I mean... it. It's a lager, so it's not going to blow you away with its flavor. It, well, sure, but I feel like <laughs> it should taste like beer. <laughs> it definitely tastes like beer. I don't. I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that one. Uh, it's definitely not my favorite beer. This is going to be. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm just going to go one one thuckle. That sounds right. Or no thuckles. No thuckles. Neutral. Th- yeah, neutral. Half a thuckle. Have we gone? Oh no! Oh boy. <laughs> A fuck? <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this. Beer. Wait, what did we? What did we? Didn't we? Didn't we break the thuckle scale last week? I don't know. We break the thuckle scale. No, no, we like. we amalgamated it with something else. We did. Mm. I do vaguely remember that. Wait, it's in oh. the. It's in the. That's weird. Is it possible that like? <laughs> I don't know. The first couple of sips didn't really taste like anything to me, and now I taste it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, when you said this has no flavor, I'm like, no, it tastes like beer. It was almost as if there was water on top of it. (laughs) 
<laughs> what are you what are you doing here anyway what are you doing crazy i'll give hey. it one thug <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to Bowman's chuckles is that what you're getting at what's that Bowman's chuckles is that what yes that's what it was <laughs> Bowman's chuckles i couldn't remember <laughs> I was like, there was some weird play on the the Thuckle scale. That I don't we, even remember the context. We were talking about Bill Pullman, naturally, and as we do, <laughs> it was we we sh- and we. I accidentally almost said, or maybe I actually did say Bullman. I turned it Bill Pullman you into Pullman. Bullman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we did it with Thuckles as well, where we shortened two words into one with that as well. I don't remember what the. I don't remember what the chuh sound was from. I, don't, I, had, I feel like I had something to do with his ass cheeks, but I, I don't know why. <laughs> was it like cheeks and thuckles, chuckles? Was that, that what it yeah, was? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Bowman's chuckles? Bowman's chuckles. Yeah. That man's chungs? That chungs! <laughs> chungs! <laughs> uh, Hocus Pocus is a good time. Yeah, this beer is just yeah. fine. It's not It's great. fine. It's a thuckle. One, it, is, it, is drinkable, it is drinkable and no more. That's right. I guess have we ever we haven't had a thuckle down right ever? Not since we've instituted the thuckle scale now. Mm. The thuckle system. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Cool. Well, I do have new beers for you too. I have Ooh. a bunch of them. Okay, I'm excited about that. I need to find a way to convey them to you. Yeah, we only have uh, I, I don't know three months worth left before that becomes very important. We still have that Brooklyn Summer Ale that's been kicking around that you gave me. That I think we need to just get rid of that. That one is about as old as this one. That one that one we've had that long though. That's that's, that's the problem. Regardless, <laughs> however it got to this point, the point is they are roughly the same age. I don't even know if I still have mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I think I do. Is it a big one? It's a big blue can. It's a 69. It comes can. in pints? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um well I All guess right. technically we we can socialize soon. Because. Mm. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'm I now mean, fully just... vaccinated and infected. And. <laughs> Post <laughs> Anthony, Post Anthony is halfway to being fully vaccinated. So. That's right. Yeah, I will. Uh, actually, the day after my birthday, I will be in the clear. Oh, nice. So. That means nothing. Um, <laughs> one. <laughs> one. One. Bullman chuckle for this beer. <laughs> and uh, that's it. I don't really have much else to say about it. It's like you said, it's fine is probably the best you could do. <laughs> yeah, no, it exists. Uh, I wanted more, which is going to be the theme of this episode. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into some news and nuggets. I, you, you came at me with a bunch before. Well, I felt bad because we had no news last week and we were off the week before. I have news this week. That's fair. I want to start with one that's near and dear to my heart. Okay. And that's F9. As you know, as the fans know, I am well aware that this is like, that it it can only be characterized as a guilty pleasure. Like, I have have a question. I know it's terrible. I have a question before we continue. So there was a trailer that came out today. Yes. Was there a trailer last year as well? Yes. So I had forgotten that. And then I saw a bunch of things in this. So I'm like, huh, that's kind of familiar. Huh, that's kind of... Now, there was a lot of new stuff here because there was a lot of stuff I didn't remember. But there was just certain things. Mostly it was just like people like and like the appearance that they were, which is to say, 
Um, why does Charlize Theron go from the worst hair to even worse hair from the last I'm not sure to this one? It's because un- unclear. Is she an android even? <laughs> That's got to be where this is going, right? I mean, this one's introducing ghosts. Seriously, so. I thought that her hair in the last movie was as bad as it could get. Or was it two mm. movies ago? Whenever that was. And yep. it's significantly worse now. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It's uh, it's going to be fun, though. I, I love me a Fast and Furious movie. Um, it's F9. Is it just fast? Does that mean Fast 9? Well, it's definitely fast. Because I almost turned the trailer off. <laughs> when I forget who it was, I think it was Han asks him, "How do you want to? How do you want to do this, or how do you want to handle this?" And Dom goes, "Fast." Oh, okay. So that, it's got to be fast nine. Then. And I almost threw my phone across the room because I really are we? I, I, we've been building up. I don't think we've realized this. Up in, I, I haven't definitely not realized it up until now. But like, it they became more and more heist movie like as they went on right and then like heist movie then it's plus some crazy terrorist act that they have to stop they're heist heroes is what it comes down to well i had heard someone recently ish describe this series as the new superheroes right like that's it's superhero movies like they're essentially superhero movies yeah that's that's fair i just feel like once we get to 11 right is that like is it Flo-Levin. Oceans Fast? <laughs> because they, you know that they're not going to get Wait, the naming right. Hang on. <laughs> if this was a 25-year-old long con to cross over... <laughs> Oceans 11? Oceans 11. If, yes, George, but if George Clooney is in... No. They have to Frank cast Sinatra. him. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> like, He's been dead for but, so long. No, I know, but like, but like Tupac hologram, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> You can't even put Frank Sinatra Jr. He died a couple years ago. Mm. But, like, they need to, they just need to cast Gotta George Clooney. And in, in, even if he, even if he's he, not, it's not it's a throwaway, throwaway line about him being like, that's how you pull up a heist. Like, something yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's a really great idea. Now let me tell you how we're actually going to do it. <laughs> they actually have to go recruit people because so many of them have been have been gone at this point that they, they go door to door similar to Ocean's Eleven, right? And they get to him and they just knock on the door, he opens it, he just goes, no. And then he closes the door and that's it. Oh, and like uh, uh, X-Men First Class style cameo? Yes. Where, where yes. it's like the nod to it and he just flips him off. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I really, I want this now. We're not going right? to get that. Are we going to get that? The thing is, every time we There's a want, non-zero chance that we get that. <laughs> every time we come up with a good idea for the Fast and the Furious movies, they don't take those ideas. So mm. they won't take this one. That's that's fair. I guess we have to figure out also, like studio-wise, who owns what. Because if I mean, if if the door is open, <laughs> it could happen. What happened to Kurt Russell and Scott Eastwood? Oh, they were in some movies, right? Like multiple. A movie. Kurt two Russell movies. was in at least two, if not more. Who, was he in Hobbs and Shaw? I he might have been in that one as well. Hmm. He was definitely in whichever it was, seven or eight, where the two of them are in prison and he they break out and they, he's out to the prison waiting for them. And that's the first time I recall seeing Scotty's right. I don't know if he was in one of the other right. ones. Yeah, I don't remember what happened to them. I guess I'll just have to go watch them all again, huh? The problem is I read the synopses for five and six, and then I watched seven and eight. Synopsi? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's synopses. Um, and then I watched seven and eight, like on Fast and the Furious. <laughs> like, like Radii. 
God. Um, I won't interrupt again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched seven either the day before. It might have even been hours before seeing eight in theaters. First to okay. do it on the show. Yeah, and yeah. so those blur together in my mind into one movie. I'm with you on that in that they are all the same. Yes, but those two in particular. Maybe it's just because were those the first there were, two that F. Gary Gray directed? So they were very... Or was James Wan uh, one of them? There, there were definitely two. There's definitely two in that set or three that feel like the same movie. It was kind of like the way that like Harry Potter like had a different director for each of the first like yeah. four movies. And then from the fifth one on, yeah, it's all the like same five, director and they the feel yeah. the same. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I definitely see some of that. I also like to think about like how far we've come, right? Like I think about like watching the original Fast and Furious at my DVD parents house, like, as DVD a players. kid. Yeah, like, and I was just like, oh man. And here we are now. DVD like, players I drive yet? DVD That's players crazy. and NOS <laughs> and Corona. Yeah, and now yeah. it's borderline brew. You want? Well, was this Corona? Also, that one guy with the fishnet shirt. <laughs> uncomfortable. I don't like that at all. Does he he does he die? No. No, no. He gets like choppered out, right? Yes. He gets yeah. and then, shot, and then he gets shotgunned a they, couple times and then they, they they medevac him out of there. Medevac him out, but drop him probably just straight into prison, I would assume. I mean, I'm sure he was handcuffed to a hospital bed for a few months before he ended up in prison, but yeah. Sure. And then there was I just love there's also just this whole history of that of that franchise. And then the first one is what it is. The second one doesn't have dominant. No, it's it's Paul Walker and Tyrese. Right. And then the third one only has dominant as a cameo at the end. <laughs> for for you to say for like 90 seconds. Right. Who we killed off Han. And then only to bring him back, back to kill him off again. Six movies later. <laughs> no, no. Brought him back. For like 90 seconds again to kill him off again. And now are bringing him back again six movies later. Oh, they didn't. That's how they introduced Jason Statham was he didn't die in the explosion. Jason Statham kills him when he was going to escape the explosion. Right. Right. Sure. Yes. Got it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm excited to see it. I love how ridiculous they are. I'm excited to see it in the same way that I was excited to watch this week's movie. That's fair. It's going to be colossally stupid. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. And I'm very much looking forward to it. I mean, I'll, I'll go see it. Okay. Crazy thing yeah. is, uh, you know, after 18 months. You might months, go see it. For, I have to say, after 18 months. Oh, my goodness. I, I may be able to go and see it. That could be crazy. What is that? That's going to be a, uh, that'll be a treat. I got to see Tenet in theaters. So that yes. was fun. That helped me get through this. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It exists. Well, it seems it to it seems to be. There's a bunch of movies that I just forgot disappeared in the pandemic. We're uh, we're about to run into a list of things that I didn't know exist. So why don't you uh, why don't you start going through the rest of your news and nuggets? Okay, which one would you prefer first? Um, well, actually, I'm I may have a hint at what's going on with the Powerpuff Girls. Okay. Uh, Donald Faison's going to be in that, correct? That's correct. Okay, see that I don't. I need no more information. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm in. Well, I, I have see the thing is I saw the headline that there was a Powerpuff show, and I was like, "That are we talking about the same Powerpuff Girls?" Mm. We are. It's live action. It's on the CW, and I was like, "Oh boy, that is going to be." It's on what? the CW. That's even better. 
Yeah, no. So you know exactly what the show is going to be. Yeah. Especially because, um, hang on, where was it? Because I think this is not the same. Okay, here it is. Yeah. Written and executive produced by Diablo Cody and Heather Regnier. Regnier? I don't know how to pronounce that last name. And directed by Maggie Kiley. Powerpuff follows the trio that used to be America's pint-sized superheroes. Now they're disillusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. <laughs> Will they agree to reunite now that the world needs them more than ever? Powerpuff is based on the original Cartoon Network animated series of the same name and character That's created amazing. by Craig McCracken, which sounds like a made-up name. Oh, definitely made up. The, sounds like a villain in the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> the live-action reboot pilot also features Donald Faison as Professor Drake Utonian, Nicholas Padani as Jojo Mondell, and Robin Lively as Sarah Bellum. Nobody's playing Mojo Jojo? Well, Jojo Mandel, I'm assuming, is oh. Mojo Jojo. Okay. That would be my assumption. Cool. Here's my question. The way that they phrase that, it sounds like this is an actual sequel to the cartoon. Is that, is that accurate? <laughs> well, it sounds like it's a reboot slash sequel mm. type of thing where... A requel. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, it does seem to be taking place years later. So um, I imagine that a they'll probably be. Boot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will be inspired by the spirit of the show with some sure. nods to some specific bits of what happened without. I hope that, I hope there's flashbacks to the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but like shot live action and with the the watermark on it, the way that Arrested Development did the flashbacks. Remember they did yeah. the flashbacks in yep. the new seasons and they did the watermark across. The- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Uh, did you ever, did you ever watch Powerpuff Girls? I didn't like watch it, watch it. Like I've seen a bunch of episodes, yeah. but like I didn't watch the show. So like, I just like remember it as like a thing more than I like remember the show itself. Like I can't recall any specific yeah. things that happened in the show. I definitely, there definitely were a couple of years where I watched it because I, uh, I would watch cartoons before school and whatever was in that rotating block is what ended up on. And like, you know, uh, season to season or year to year, that block would change. But I went to school at the same time. So it was whatever was on. (laughs) It was all I got a got a lot of Dexter's Lab. See, I watched more of that than I did Powerpuff Girls for sure. I still wouldn't say that I have like a tremendous working knowledge other than I will never forget the Amelie du Fromage episode. Oh, never. Um, I don't know why that's I'll never the only forget one. the theme song. There's doom and gloom and things go boom and Dexter's slab. That's right. <laughs> but I know the whole song. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> I don't know the whole song. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I was necessarily a huge Cartoon Network guy growing up mm-hmm. like, as a kid. Uh, I definitely watched some stuff, but for whatever reason, a lot of the shows just didn't really resonate with me. It was channel 22 on our cable box. I think it was channel 45 for us. Our, I'm I'm talking like I I remember our cable box like uh, back in the day like it was like a, a little set top box with a clock on it kind of looks like an alarm clock right it's mm-hmm. got like, the red digits yeah. and the remote's nothing special it's just a nine digit volume and channel button because there's yep. nothing else and then I also remember call you have to go to the guide channel right you go watch to the guide scroll. channel and you watch it scroll and then you call the pay per view. Yes. Um, and that is how I watched Scream. So, <laughs> so te- <laughs> technically, you can still call for pay-per-view. 
Um, I, like, I, I, I don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> no, so I have DirecTV. What you call them and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I have DirecTV and like we've rented stuff through it and yeah. you just click on it in the guide and then sure. it pops up a little text box that says, are you sure you want to purchase this? But it'll yeah. say like hit select or call like oh 1-800 whatever. Now, I don't know why you'd ever do that. I just hit select and then the movie starts playing. <laughs> That's true. Maybe, I mean, if you're super old school and you're afraid of putting your credit card in to the, well, I guess you don't even do that. No, it's tied to the bill. They just put it in yeah. the bill. Yeah, I see that. I, could, I get that. Kim's dad doesn't use the guide. <laughs> and Wait, does he still use the newspaper? Does he look up what's coming up for the coming no, week? No, 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 no. He, uh, he just watches TV and... And finds when thing hears when things are going to be on and goes based off that. So he he's really big on only watching like four different things, right? Um, he watches. He seems to watch a lot of TV. He watches a lot of movies, but he'll catch it when it's on. Is how he does that. Um, and I mean, there's still a joy in that. I still have joy in having TV. Having direct TV yeah. and like, listen, don't get me wrong. When I want to watch something specific. I sit down and watch something specific, but there's a little bit of a joy once in a while, and I'm gonna be up for an hour. Let's see what's on. I just, I really, I get that. That that's that's cool. Uh, I I thought I was gonna miss that, and I missed it for like a month, and I haven't thought about it since. So I'm I'm fine with it. But I I, I get what you're saying. There is something fun there. That being said, I would love to see. Like I feel like his head would explode if I could hook him up with Netflix. Like, I just, like, I just don't even know how we process it. See, I couldn't remember exactly what his deal was, but I knew that he was very particular in what he watched. I didn't remember what the details of that were. I just know that he, I remember the impression I got, uh, not the impression I got, what I was told specifically, that he was very particular in what yeah, he watched. Yeah, he only uses the channel up and down button. Nice, nice. See, I don't do that. I will put the guide on. I will find what I want to watch. Sure. But, yeah. No. I think it's, it's fascinating. It's just like, I can't, I just want to like, I want that experiment where I get to monitor what happens when you just turn on Netflix You're gonna kill and him. let him have at it. <laughs> I hope not. That would be terrible. Oh my goodness. Anyway, his, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no print on his channel up and down button. <laughs> Great. I love it. Well, he knows it. He's worn out the print by thumbing up and down on the channel. I've never seen anybody actually get the benefit of like a uh, like a geek squad protection plan on their television. But okay. I had to help him out one day because the TV wasn't working. We figured out that the TV had pretty much fried itself. But he had like <laughs> he had like a couple of months left on the protection plan. And what they do is they will either they give you the option to they take it and they fix it, and they give it back to you, or they reimburse you for the cost of the TV. The whole cost? The whole cost. See, I assumed you were going to get like a refurbished model or something like that. Nope. Nope. They reimburse for the cost. And then he just got a new TV and a well, couple of gift cards because new TVs are cheaper than they were when he bought that one. <laughs> Keurig is like that. We went through like five machines. Mm. We bought one of them. We yeah. bought the first one. I don't recall what the length of term is like, on their standard thing, but we one of them broke. We called them and they're like, oh, yeah, just there was one specific piece in the assembly. You have to yank out. It said, send us that. We will send you a new machine. We're like, 
okay, how much does that cost? Like, well, as long as you send us the piece to prove that you bought it, it will cost you nothing. We're like, okay. Cool. Sent them the thing. No further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> got a new one in the mail like four days later. Um, and it was the exact same model, brand new. Okay, cool. We did that like three or four times. <laughs> And never paid a single cent for any of it. Um, I think maybe we just paid whatever the shipping was to send the thing back to, which is like yeah. $2 or whatever it is. It's like a video game thing where like they just they just keep losing out on the console itself, but the <laughs> but the games are where they make their money. Yeah, but they weren't making any money from us because we weren't buying the cake. I know, you, we bought the usable thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, what are you going to do? Um, all right. So Powerpuff Girls, when is that happening? Um... Oh, God, hopefully I didn't close that. Oh, no, there it is. Um, that's a good question. It doesn't say. Cool. <laughs> like, it doesn't even say in the summer. That's fine. Eventually. What we'll the fuck? Up. I'll watch some of that. So I think, I think they just did a pilot. It's, and this is like the first look at the pilot. So I don't even think they've dated when it's coming out. Hmm. All right. Uh, what else? What you, you had some other movies? That's correct. I have two movie newses. I believe they're both casting newses. So let's go with Shazam. You're Fury. killing me with the newses. You know how badly. Like <laughs> I have to. I have to stop you now. But you said it twice. Like obviously, obviously, well, you come out with newses. I'm gonna go news. I. You know how I do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you had an issue with me. Call- I was like, I don't recall having the conversation about newses. You look like one of the newsies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are you crutchy? <laughs> You're definitely <laughs> crutchy. <laughs> we uh, we have some Shazam: Fury of the Gods uh, news, which I totally forgot that was the name of that movie. Uh, I didn't know there was going to be another one. No, we definitely knew there was going to be another one. I but I see knew like way back when when this were like oh I guess this is sticking around. But then I thought like the whole DCEU died. No, but well, what remember they kept this one pretty arm's length from the DCEU. That's fair. Oh, and and in its defense, it was very fun. Yeah, and which was a big surprise. And but like we've known, like there's been the very long gestating Black Adam project as well with The Rock. Right. Which, like they're still doing. Like I just saw news about that like a week or two ago. Not big news, but like just basically confirming. Yeah, no, it's it's still being made. The it's Rock okay. is still doing it. Like, um. So anyway, Lucy Liu joins Shazam: Fury of the Gods cast as a villain. She Stop. will. That's what the news story says. Yes, cast as a villain. Well, there's that's the headline. Oh, well, sorry, okay. sorry. It said cast as villain, not a villain. I oh, made it okay. grammatical. I thought you were. I thought you were like reading the paragraph, and I thought that's where the story goes. And I was no. like, somebody did not do any further research, and that bothers me. <laughs> I tried to make the headline more grammatically correct. Got it. I appreciate that. Um. So she has joined the movie according to the rap. Um, she's been cast as the villainous God Calypso, the sister of Helen Mirren's character, Hespera and daughter to Atlas also did not know Helen Mirren was in this movie. So all sorts of casting. News. Oh, I was, I was under the assumption that based on that phrasing that Helen Mirren was in the first one, I was like, no, she, no, no, she was not. Okay. <laughs> Neither Hespera nor Calypso are featured in the actual DC comics, but Atlas has appeared to dual members of the justice league and is one of the sources of Shazam's powers. Um, Atlas serves as a sort of amalgamation of ancient Greek deities, possessing immense wisdom and strength. It's thought okay. that Hespera and Calypso 
could be based on the Hesperides, the nymph daughters of the actual Atlas, depending on how you read the Greek myths. Um, cool. The post credit scene for the first Shazam film saw the villain Dr. Savannah meet an alien named Mastermind. I don't recall that. I don't scene. either. But I also don't remember the movie very well. I have it. I should. I actually. I'm probably going to rewatch this. Maybe I'll watch this tomorrow. I watched it all the way through again, like, I want to say six or so months ago. Mm. It was on HBO and I just popped it on. Sure. Um, Lou is also joining West Side Story star Rachel Ziegler, Ziegler, Bueller, who is playing a currently unknown role. role. Most of the original. Yes, most of the original (laughs) cast and production crew is set to return, including Zachary Levi as Shazam and Asher Angel as his younger alter ego, Billy Batson. Cool. David F. Sandberg is also returning to direct. Is the is the quirky friend going to return? Because if not, I'm out. <laughs> the man in the chair? Um, I don't know. It didn't say in this, I'm assuming. Uh, so, What are you doing in here, Ned? <laughs> Looking at porn? <laughs> uh, Spider-Man's a great time. Yes, correct. Al, I've been replaying Spider-Man on PlayStation. It's so good. Already? It's so good. Well, I played... Well, they had an expansion or something, didn't they? Well, yeah, I played Miles Morales when uh, I got the PS5, but I bought that, like, whatever edition that came with the remastered version of the original game, so now I'm playing that. When you say original game... The original Spider-Man game for PS4... That came came out, like, two years ago? ago? They remastered it? Yeah. Basically, they added all the stuff that they did for Miles Morales for PS5. They layered that on top. And they also changed the Spider-Man, which was very weird to me. <laughs> but now like I'm the used voice? to it. No, the face. <laughs> like the, the, the Peter Parker. Uh, the Peter Parker. The Peter Parker, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, now, now that I've gotten used to it, I kind of like the new one better. You made fun of me for saying newses, and you called him the Peter Parker. <laughs> Yes, not the Spider Man. The Spider Man. Yeah. What, what was that? My voice. His voice got high. It's <laughs> <laughs> setting up with Elmo. Elmo over there. Uh, so anyway, the, uh, let's go galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shut up. <laughs> uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods is scheduled to premiere in theaters on June second, twenty twenty three. Oh my god, okay, I don't even want any news about anything that's far away. <laughs> there's, like I was saying before, there are so many movies that are slated to come out this year or next year that were supposed to come out last year. be at least one more outbreak before then. <laughs> like this. Uh, it may have been in poor taste, but I said something about that the other day. Um, yep. I told my boss I had to be done with work early yesterday so I could go get my shot. I said, I swear to God, it's going to be annoying one more time, and then you're never going to hear anything about vaccines, about viruses for me, at least until sometime next year when we all die from the iguana flu. And that's <laughs> better than the guano flu. Guano. <laughs> Hello. I, I watched so a source of nitrate. <laughs> I watched uh, when nature calls like two Saturdays ago. And that was the first time I've seen it in a couple of years. And I forgot. That's big white guano. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that I kind of forgot about that cracked me up upon seeing it was when they're driving through the jungle and he starts singing chitty chitty bang bang. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why. Just the specific way. Chitty. (laughs) 
I love that movie so much. Really that scene my, is actually hilarious. Just couple, the whole like, thing driving. There, that movie got, has so many things that you could pull right from it. Like I, I love the thing that really I get. I get that. That's very funny. But the one that gets me is when he's in the room and. He drops to the floor and he goes, Griswold, the lights. <laughs> it's daytime. The flip on the wall next to you. Flip it, quick. The one that the, that gets that always gets me is when he brings Auda with him to see the other tribe to translate. Yeah. And he says, you know, in Quintuorcha, whatever, yeah. blah, 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 he goes, Auda, I couldn't help but notice that you referred to me as in Quintuorcha. White people. He goes, it's how they know you. He goes, this is, yes. this is how they know you. <laughs> and then, you know, the other ones start talking back. And you go, it quits Orcha. It quits Orcha. Goes, Let me guess. White devil, white devil. He goes, oh, you, <laughs> you speak white devil. <laughs> uh, it's so good. I love it. The urine stain on your pants symbolizes that you're a single-shaped man. Much too busy for the follow-up jiggle. <laughs> as, as he immediately starts, like, smoothing out his crotch. Yeah. To hide, to hide the fact that he's got piss stains oh, all over it. Oh, man. What a ridiculous character. I love it. I love it. Um, I have more movie news. Hit me. Speaking of hitting you, the hitman's wife's bodyguard release his first trailer for Ryan Reynolds' Samuel L. Jackson film, which actually I didn't realize it was. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that movie is getting a sequel? Correct. Awesome. Did you see the first one? Yeah. We I never actually... One. No. We didn't? No, because I've never seen the movie. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it wouldn't be the first time that I hadn't watched the movie before we talked about it on the show. But we've not done it on the show because I've never seen huh. the movie. Okay. My parents love the movie. I have seen little snippets of it when they've been watching it, but I have never seen the movie. Uh, anyway, the delayed sequel to The Hitman's Bodyguard is set to hit theaters this summer, uh, and it now has a teaser trailer. Cool. Um, so it's starring Ryan Reynolds, Samuel Jackson, and Tom Hayek, all reprising their roles from the 2017 film. Set four years after the events of the original, bodyguard Michael Bryce Reynolds once again meets up with assassin Darius Kincaid, which is such a Samuel Jackson action movie character name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that as, came right out of a generator. Yes, as they embark on a new adventure to save Darius's wife, Sonia, Salma Hayek, from New Threats. The sequel also stars Antonio Banderas, Morgan Freeman, Richard E. Grant, and Frank Grillo. I don't even care. I'm on board. I will watch this. Despite the original earning relatively poor reviews, it's only a 43% freshness rating on Rotten Tomatoes, Hitman's Bodyguard racked up $177 million worldwide on its estimated $30 million budget. Director Patrick Hughes has returned to helm the sequel. Nice. I um, I just found Ryan Reynolds to be so funny. Uh, this seems like the fun movie that I'll need this summer. Well, you're going to have your choice because isn't Free Guy also been delayed to this summer probably? I was actually just going to ask you when that's coming out. If you I know. don't know, but I have to imagine that they'll be in back-to-back weekends. Or I am uh, have my choice. Why not both is how I would respond to that. I'm little definitely be watching both of those. Little double feature? Yeah. Now I want soft and hard tacos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the ideal way to eat tacos is a hard taco over a soft shell. That's fair. I I don't know. I'm a, I really enjoy a soft taco. 
No, I do too. I'm just saying that if you want to enjoy the crunch, but you feel that it's going to be a waste of your time because of how much it's going to fall apart. Well, here you go. You have the soft taco waiting to collect. You know, you just make yourself. What if you put the hard one in the soft one? You said the other way around. Well, no, I just meant like you literally eat it over the soft taco and then you wrap it back up in. Oh. You wrap whatever falls into another. Taco taco. remnants. Yes. Huh. Okay. But yeah, you could do that. Too, or you could wrap you could wrap them either way. The hard the hard shell taco is a tremendously flawed vessel. It is an inefficient delivery system for delicious Mexican food. My mode is to put all the ingredients for the taco. Uh, if I'm doing hard tacos, is to put all the ingredients on my plate, mix them, and then shove them into the hard shell. This way, the bites contain most stuff, which is certainly. More ideal because, yes, if you have a layered hard taco, you sometimes yeah. have bites that are all lettuce and sometimes you have bites That's that right. are all meat. Because but I, my, my major issue, though, is I feel like I can get around that. My major issue is it just explodes. One bite. <laughs> <laughs> is the solution. You just open your jaw like an anaconda and you house the entire taco. Speaking of anacondas, I was listening today to last week's Cinephobe and they did anaconda. It is. Is uh, is John? Does John Voigt get eaten and regurgitated by an oh, anaconda? Oh, he sure does. Like, he sure okay. does. I, I, I have this. Uh, I did not. I don't know if it was if it ever really manifested in some like nightmares or anything like that. But there is. That's definitely a scene that flashes in my mind. Like I don't know, once a month. Yeah, it's a horrifying scene, actually. Yeah. Um, he like kind of winks or blinks, right? Oh, he sure does. Yes. Um, yeah. He's he should be dead because they definitely the thing definitely snapped his neck or spine or whatever. Then sure. swallows him whole. Then shoots him out, mm-hmm. winks at Jennifer Laura Lopez one more time after stalking her whole movie, and then oh right, it's creepy. It's all creepy. Yes. Um. So yes, cinephobe's been doing a fun thing this year since January, where each month has a theme. So the first was Cage movies. The second one was Black History Month. The third one okay. was Schwarzenegger movies, and this month is Oscar movies, which is to say. Oh. Movies that have less than a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes that star an actor who has won an Oscar. <laughs> I like that. That's, so, a, that's a good that's a good shtick. So last week's was Anaconda, and this week's is Envy. Which we've talked Envy. about doing Envy on the show, haven't we? The one with Ben Stiller and Jack Black. Maybe? It's Ben Stiller. Yeah, sorry, I was just looking up when the Oscars were because I forgot about them. Yeah, I think it's later this month or something. Yeah, um, it's Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Amy Poehler, Rachel Wise, and Christopher Walken. And it's ridiculous. Oh. It's an early 2000s movie. I like the movie. I don't, I don't it's think we've talked about this, but we are going oh, I, to do this. I thought we did because I was going to text you earlier and say, I'm so mad that Cinefo beat us to Envy because I could have swore we talked about it in the past. It's a funny movie. It's dumb. It's probably sure. bad. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I think it's funny. It's ridiculous. It's okay. truly ridiculous. I like all of those names that you said. So the, the premise is Jack Black and Ben Stiller are friends. I don't remember where they work, but I'm pretty sure they work together. And they come up with this idea. Well, Jack Black comes up with this idea and he asks Ben Stiller to invest in it. And he's like, no, that's stupid. The idea. Vaporize. Yes, is a spray. I did see this movie. I was like, I feel like we've talked about this movie in the past. Yeah. Vaporize and Jack Black gets incredibly rich and builds a huge house directly across the street from Ben Stiller because he's his best friend. 
Yep. Ben Stiller becomes envious. Yes. Yes, I did see this movie. I've seen this movie in theaters. I definitely didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it probably a year after it came out. Wow. Okay, so here's the thing. I, this has happened to me a lot lately because there was a time in my life where I was going to the movies every Friday and Saturday night. Nice. Uh, so I saw a lot of things because throughout the year, there's only a handful of months where it's worth going to the movies twice <laughs> a week. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, that's how I mean, I've seen I've seen the same movie four or five times in theaters because of this. But uh, still, those were good. Those were good times. I would work. I would work a like 10 hour shift. Then I would go to a midnight showing. Then I would work a 12 hour shift. And I would go to a midnight show. <laughs> that seems. And then I slept Sunday. Yeah, that seems aggressive. <laughs> Sometimes, if we didn't go twice in a row on Saturday, we would go to the beach and play soccer in the dark. Okay. What, yeah. what beach? Uh, the beach on Staten Island. The one beach. <laughs> yeah. I know it's an island. But there's only the one beach. They have beaches in Staten Island. There's one, yeah. Sorry, I should have rephrased that. I should have. They have beach. They have. They have beach. They have beach in Staten Island. They have beach. Yeah, yeah. There's a boardwalk. We used to play. We used to play catch. There was a there was a soccer field, like a turf soccer field that no one's on in the middle of the night. So we play there. Pretty sure I broke a toe once. Nice, nice. I got a concussion. Yeah, good time. You can't see, so it's dangerous. Yeah, I imagine. The kicking a soccer ball very hard at someone who can't see it might result in concussion. We used to play this game where you would put a water bottle on a water fountain upside down and you would wedge it on there and then you would hold the water a really long time until it filled that bottle and then the pressure would build and then the bottle would shoot off like a rocket ship. <laughs> uh, the, this is what we would do. This was like, I mean, like we're talking like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., like... We're not doing drugs or anything. <laughs> we're shooting. We're shooting water bottles. There was one time when we were at. Actually, there was another beach. We were at a different, a different pier way down the island, and uh, there was a, a large plank. That large plank was on top of a barrel, so I decided I was going to stand on the middle of that. And then one friend stood on the left side, and one friend stood on the right side. Together, one in the morning, <laughs> we are balancing on this thing. And then the cops showed up, and they stopped <laughs> us, and they questioned us. And they're like, what are you doing? And I said, well, we're balancing on this here beam. <laughs> and I wasn't, I, I like, it just came out because I was just being honest. <laughs> and the cop probably knew, too. He goes, in his head, he's probably like, I want to not believe him. <laughs> but it was so sincere that I feel like I have no choice but to. Yeah, that's pretty much what it came down to. They, then, then it was fine. And then we left. <laughs> That's about as eventful as those stories get, to be clear. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Hitman's wife's bodyguard. Was that it? Was that, for uh, that, is the, that is it for my, uh, my news and notes. All right. I had an Al-worthy run with movies this week. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, particularly because I drank a little too much on Friday. Nice. Uh, by the fire pit. Okay. And... Uh, it did not sit well. <laughs> you know? Did not sleep very well. Okay. Uh, woke up on the couch. So I guess I made it there. And oh, so you don't recall putting yourself uh, to bed. I, I'm, I'm in and out. I'm in and out <laughs> on the details. I, uh, uh, it wasn't great. 
it was, <laughs> it was stupid. I have never, I haven't done that in a very long time, and I probably won't do that again. Like it's that, like not not in the whole like oh I'm never drinking again thing. It's just in like uh, during it, I was like as I was drinking, I was like I don't think I want anymore. But we were like caught up in conversation. Uh, I had a friend over who was fully vaccinated, and we hadn't seen each other in a long time, and and we were sitting by the fire pit, and we were drinking whiskey, and uh, I don't know how much whiskey. Do the, That's like, usually how you do. Is empty. <laughs> so, so like, you know, like that kind of that kind, and that wasn't the only whiskey I had. Um. Anyway, I just have to get that off my chest because I'm feeling terrible about it. It was horrible. <laughs> I just, I just completely, just not my body was not prepared for that. Anyway, the next day I uh, couldn't move. Um, not in a, it was interesting. I remember being hungover once when I was younger, and having like a just a gross headache, right, and just feeling horrible. Uh. No headache. I know that I stayed particularly hydrated during the evening. Uh, so I guess I thwarted, thwarted that off. Uh, so it was nice to not have a headache at all, which I, because I can't stand having a headache. But um, just a general horrible feeling <laughs> the rest of the day. Yeah, just that so, perpetual feeling of being wrong. Yeah, there's the feeling of being wrong. And then there's, the, there's that other feeling in your stomach that only uh, just, a, just a greasy egg sandwich can solve. Oh, yeah. So I got one of those, and it did. It 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 had a, a profound effect on me. <laughs> and then uh, I watched Godzilla King of the Monsters, and then I fell back to sleep. You watched Godzilla King of the Monsters. Sent yep. me about thirty seven notes on it while I was digging. Sure, it was entertaining watching your thought process go mm-hmm. through it. So, which we'll get more on that later. But anyway, yeah. I watched Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, terrible movie, but don't regret watching it. <laughs> uh, and then the next day I watched Trial of the Chicago 7 it's a big pivot it's a huge pivot <laughs> not even not not in the same ballpark not in the same country <laughs> we're, we're all over the place uh, it's it was fantastic uh, and that was towards a that was in the attempts of like oh I should probably start getting some of these Oscar flicks under my belt right you know I thought about that a couple of weeks ago did no work to whittle that down and I thought about it again today when Gary was messaging us about Promising, Promising Woman. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I feel like I had enough time to catch up on the movies. And now I feel and now, and now like you I don't. don't. And yeah. when you get that feeling, sometimes you don't watch any of them. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to do my best. Um, I'm going to try, but I always, I'm probably I not going to succeed. Yeah, the problem is I never, I, never plan, I never plan in time. Like I, yeah. I'm always like, oh, I should think around blank time. That's when I should start watching. Then I blow right through it. And then instead I just watch none of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, that movie was really good. Um, and I, uh, as fans of the show will know you and I both love, uh, Sorkin and his material. And I, it's just, I just so well written. And then just, I just love fantastic dialogue delivery. I don't know what it is. It's just so appealing to me. Yeah, some people don't like his stuff because of all of that. I don't know. I find it fascinating. I love it. I love it. It's uh, and it was just a really well executed movie, and uh, they did a great job of. I mean, I didn't really know anything about it. Actually, I forgot that that was even Sorkin too. But I wanted to see that one. Highly recommend. Uh, We could even do it if you want. It's on Netflix. Easy access for our viewers, viewers, our listeners. We don't have viewers. Uh, 
Despite Zencaster's best efforts, we don't have viewers. <laughs> Trying to strong arm us into it at one point. Right. Um, yeah, it's a good thing we don't have viewers today because you are getting super choppy again and you're making me nauseous with the way you're moving around. Oh, I'm <laughs> sit still. I'll sit still for your sake. Luckily, our audio goes through a different nap entirely. Yes, correct. So that's good. Uh, and then I watched this Kong, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong movie. So you're doing it too. So three, three movies. What? So, see, you're doing it too, where you want to put Kong first in the name. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to put here. Uh, I, you know what? I was going to bury this for when we do the movie. I want to put Kong first. I like Kong better. Kong is better. <laughs> Godzilla sucks. <laughs> well, Kong has had characterization. Kong is awesome. Kong is a character. Godzilla is a kaiju. Yes. He's a an unknowable force i don't care that that people know some facts about him and know some of his tendencies or whatever yeah we do not know godzilla and his motivations other than seemingly dominance preserving his dominance right kong has we have seen a decent amount of characterization across two movies that he's been in. yeah i i think the takeaway from this conversation if any is that i watched king of the monsters followed by kong in a like 48 hour period uh, and that was a little too much of that to do at once. <laughs> well, I think it's safe to say at this point, I know we haven't got to the movie discussion yet, mm. but after four of these movies, three of them about Godzilla and one of them about Kong. One, Well, two of them against Kong. I know that doesn't math right, but Kong Skull Island is the only good movie in the four movies. Oh, absolutely. I don't understand how in this whole thing, Kong is a good movie. Yeah, it I'm is- not entirely sure. Cause it, and like... Across the four movies, I think it's four different directors, too. Huh. And that's the only good one. And it's a legitimately really good movie. Well, m- more on that when we get to the movie. Uh, what else you got? Oh, that's it for me. I, I think it's time Oh, that's for, it? Uh, I have one Fal- more thing, then. Oh, okay. I'm going to take us away for a moment, away from the movies, away from the TV, uh, to a thing that happened on Sunday. <laughs> I decided you've been in my... Uh, den downstairs i don't know what to call the room over here <laughs> my downstairs area your which entertainment room which sounds more like an innuendo yeah i have not else. been in your downstairs area <laughs> anyway my theater let's call it that. yeah theater entertainment room, entertainment center right. whatever uh has a garbage curtain that goes across the sliding doors <laughs> that makes the sliding doors unusable because you can't pull it to the right one side or the other because uh, it's split in the middle, it's in the way of the handle, it's in the way of the light to go outside. It's just, it's not convenient, it's not conducive to using the side doors at all. Three, four years later, we are like, hey, why don't we put vertical blinds up that we could just move out of the way? That would seem to be the way to do it. This theory, this idea came up on a Saturday evening and was implemented by Sunday afternoon. <laughs> so, Hangover Sunday? No, Hangover was Saturday. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, so we went to Home Depot, picked out. Well, that's we the Lowe's first. Um, did not have anything good. They were all kind of shitty. Went to Home Depot. Not only did they have what we were looking for color and style wise, but they had a kit that has all the slots. It has the head thing. It has the balance. It has the whole thing, the whole shebang, all in one box. Got awesome. It. Right? Sounds fantastic. I get to work. Take the old stuff off. Drill the holes, put the mallets in because there's no beams up there at the top section of the wall. Uh, get that all situated, put the brackets in, put the headrail on, put the balance on. Great. All this is going well. A couple of hiccups here and there. No big deal. Nothing I can't work through. Uh, unpack the vacuum sealed 
set of vertical blinds that came with it. Vacuum sealed. Vacuum sealed. Vacuum packed. You know, tight plastics, tight around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rip that open. I start putting them on. Click, click, click. Making great progress. Click, click, click. Ah, one more. Awesome. Click. Huh. There's five more slots. (laughs) Interesting. Um, Mind you, I know... I, I know how to how to how to assemble something that gets shipped unassembled. I usually count everything first. I thought you were going to say I know how to count. <laughs> I do. Well, I do know how to count. I will say that I have never counted anything in a vacuum sealed factory setting. I count that as these items are here. I count screws, nuts, bolts. Sure, those things, large pack of things, did not count that. I'm like, huh. Is this some garbage thing where they set it up this way so that if you need to use all of them, you have to buy a second pack of the... Because they, they do sell more of them. Okay. Like, like oh, that, that's really shitty. And that was my assumption. And I was like, let me measure this real quick. And I measured the amount of space that the ones they gave me covered. Because they don't tell you how many are in the box. That's one. They tell you how much space it covers. And it's supposed to cover the entire length of the thing. So that's when I was like, oh, no. It's just missing five. What a weird number to be missing, but it's missing five. And I was like, this is going to be fun. So I go to Home Depot with my receipt, a couple of pictures. I go to customer service. I go to the back and I grab the pack of extra slots. Bring it up to the customer service. I'm like, hey, here's what's going on. I bought the kit earlier today. From here? Obviously. <laughs> but yes, I bought it from here. Uh, it is missing five of these slots. I would just like the five slots. That I am missing. Maybe you can give me the five out of here and avoid this package. I feel like that's probably the most economical solution to this problem. Uh, and she was like, oh, I don't know. You have to go talk to flooring. That doesn't make any sense. I just want to do this. And then another person comes over. Tries to exp- I try to explain to them. They're like, huh, that's really weird. This is the second person now that said that's really weird. You should go talk to flooring. Okay, great. Whatever. I'll go back to flooring. I take it to flooring. Find the guy there. How can I help you? Which is something that you never hear at Home Depot. So we're off to a pretty good start. This is not so bad. You are ahead of the game. I explained my situation. Huh, that's weird. You have to go to customer service for that. And I went, that's when I started to turn. I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) They sent me back here. I'm going to stand still now. You guys figure this out. (laughs) Right? So I was was like, no, they sent me back here. and he's like, uh, and he didn't seem to know. He maybe seemed a little bit new. He's like, I'm going to ask somebody else and call somebody else over. I explain the situation to them again. Huh, that's weird. He called somebody else over. And she goes, huh, that's weird. I was like, honestly, weird's not the word I would use right now. Infuriating is more how I feel. <laughs> and she's like, okay. I was like, can we just, here's, and I was like, obviously nobody here is coming up with solutions. I've already had a solution in my back pocket this whole time. Let me take five of these. You void this package and send it back to the manufacturer. It's cheaper. It's far less expensive than the other thing that I bought that has everything else in it. Everybody's good. Half of this is already up and I'm not taking it down. So like that's, you know, I just want, when I say half, I mean 95% because I'm missing five slots. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we go through this rigmarole and she doesn't understand what I'm saying at all. And she goes, uh, and then she scans it, hits a button, goes, just take it. <laughs> I was like, "That's that's it. That's that's as far as the effort's gonna go." I was like, "Okay." And I was like, "She's like, yeah. If somebody stops, you just tell them I said to take it." Can we? Well, how about you escort me out? 
Right. That was my next thing. I was like, I can't wait to be stopped now on the way out the door. And then I realized nobody cared at all that I walked in the entrance, walked to the back of the store, grabbed a fresh product, and walked out the entrance again. Nobody cared. (laughs) No, I wouldn't imagine so. And and then I, I finished up, put those five slots in. Now I have, like, I don't know. 15 spares <laughs> and uh in case anything were to go wrong well you know if one of them breaks you'll yeah have 14 have spares yeah exactly so that's my home depot vertical blinds story hey at least your door works now my door is usable now it's functional and the downstairs area is now a guest room oh uh, nice you do have to share it with the cats which would not be great for you <laughs> no as they're little tyrants in the middle of the night. <laughs> you want to get on some uh, games? Yeah. Well, no. Are we, do, are we doing Falcon and Winter Soldier first? Or are we doing oh, yeah. I forgot all games? about them. That game Cause, is not that game. Because this is the first good episode of the whole show. Hang on now. That's probably fair. I, I like... <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I, do, I do like the rest of them. This was the most compelling, like an actually well-structured, well-written uh intrigue things going on a lot happening lots to unpack lots of fun it was a, it was this one felt like a movie this one felt like an mcu yeah i mean it felt like it advanced the plot it felt like we got some characterization um yeah. some of it i didn't love with characterization we'll get to that in a minute okay. um we got some fun action it was paced well there mm-hmm. was you know we things i happening. mean spoilers we killed a guy <laughs> oh yeah big time couple yeah, uh, but specifically, like, a main-ish character. Main-adjacent character. Yeah, main-adjacent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hos- oh. Hoskins? Yes. Um, Bob? Bob Hoskins? <laughs> not Bob Hoskins. Not Bob. Um, was it Leonard? Was that his name? Le- that sounds right. Yeah. Well, I was just watching it right before we got on. And I, oh, okay. I swear I recall new Captain America yelling Leonard as he ran around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds, that sounds right. I also was like, uh, one flaw. Let's start right now with a flaw. They're going in that building. Uh, all of a sudden he goes, Leonard, he doesn't know where he is. When did they get separated? Cause I was watching the whole thing and I thought they were walking up the stairs together. They walked down two separate hallways for like one second. Gotcha. Um, and Leonard made his way three stories up and 14 rooms over in that time span. Uh, yeah, and lost his gun and was hogtied and dragged away. That's right. To an entirely different room that no one could find. Right. Uh, and seemed like that room might play something, like some meaning or... and didn't. Well, can, we saw Dripping, and I got big Dark Knight vibes with, like, what's his name? I almost, I almost just said Gordon, not Gordon. Um, Dent? Yes, dent laying down and they're being dripped. I assumed we were going to find out that there was a ton of like fuel there and it was going to yeah, yeah, the building yeah, again because we've already blown up a building, you know. So that's just a faucet. And he like cuts himself up, like sorry, he cuts himself out of the 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 flexi cuffs and he like turns around and is facing the dripping. So I assumed it was yeah. going to be like, and he even like looked the way he looked around. I thought he like smelled something and it's going to be like, oh god, there's gas. We need to get out of here or whatever. Right. And no, uh, that didn't happen at all. Um, and no, no one ever, no one ever ends up finding him. He re, he finds the group. He comes back to the group. Um, what I will say is, I found some of the twists and turns here to be interesting. Um, it had some free fire vibes to it, where there was like changing, uh, <laughs> changing alliances, shifting alliances, uh, yeah. 
Uh, multiple factions, maybe, possibly. I like that. A little bit of Game of Thrones, even, where it's like, okay, now we're fighting together, now we're fighting against each other. Um, mm-hmm. But let me, let me start by saying, I really like the arc they're going on with John Walker. Yeah. But the moment that he snaps before finding the serum mm-hmm. feels like they really jumped into that way too quick. Like they're, we didn't really get a buildup to that happening. Like now, like uh, you think so? Well, yeah. Like, I mean, not to say that he hasn't had some resentments or some frustrations, but like it didn't feel like he was getting out of hand and that there was any one specific trigger. Like when it happened, like they had a plan he didn't like the plan, but like he gives them and like nothing happens to, dissuade them from like that plan working out. We didn't hear violence in the other room and he goes by or whatever. Like all of a sudden he just snaps to being the most impatient and not understanding and not trying to find, like he's tried to have some clever solutions in the past. And like Mm -hmm. now he's just like, no, fuck this. It just felt very sudden in that moment. Like now, like collectively 50,000 foot view, like the course of the episode and where he's come from in previous episodes that story is really compelling. Just felt like maybe they ran out of time at some point and we're like, mm. Mm, this is where we save time. We're just going to bridge that real quick. I, I kind of took it as he was so close that his patience wore thin. Like he wasn't, he hadn't been this close. The person he's looking for was in the other room. And that was to him was like, like, I understand what you're trying to get when he was giving them the benefit of the doubt for a minute. And then he's like, I'm captain fucking America. Like that's, and I think that's what really got to him. And that will continue to get to him. Uh, going forward <laughs> yeah um and that's probably true it just that was the it only felt, part you felt rushed in execution yes earlier. that's what i'm saying like you, I you like can make the, excuses based on the concepts that you've been given but in execution i get what you're saying it, yeah like, there was it, no like specific inciting incident for that to happen right um because like yeah no like looking at the arc from like a few steps back, like it makes sense to me. And I found this to yeah. be an interesting one. I'm, I, I'm really interested to see where it goes the next two episodes, mm-hmm. but just that one thing, I just felt like, oh, wait, what, where do we slow down a second? No. Okay. never mind. Uh, and also a small bit in that Bucky is standing between them in the doorway. Yeah. And then somehow they're past him. And then he decides to attack him to stop him from stopping them like yeah that was a, that little, was clunky. a little clunky i agree i was confused by that i would assume that what was happening off screen is he said something that was compelling enough or concerning enough for bucky to be like uh and then like and hesitate which gets them going but they didn't show that so i can't say that that's what happened yeah um not the end of the world it was just a little one of those where i was like what like but I thought we were going to get a fight scene in that room that was going to somehow free Zemo and while they were fighting each other. but Yeah, which we get later, which was cool. That was a fun scene um, yeah. with the door Melage. Oh, it was so cool. I yes. just loved the, the handful of characters sitting back and letting it happen and being pretty cool with it. Like, like this is awesome. <laughs> and it's interesting, too, because no one does anything they can't undo in that scene. Mm-hmm. But did feel like some trust was broken there. That's going to be tough to repair. Yes. Also really cool. When she just pokes his shoulder and his arm falls off. Yeah. I didn't know they could do that. (laughs) Did you know they could do that? (laughs) I mean, I actually kind of wondered if it was going to be like kind of a comedic moment there where he doesn't know how to put his arm back. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like did they like turn it off? Like (laughs) it's that could have been interesting. Yeah. It was very much like a, you know, like that, um, 
Arm movie. When they do like the pressure points real quick and the person just locks up. That's yeah. what it was. But they did that, but the arm came off. That was really cool. I thought that was awesome. Also, the spear going through the arm, arm. What is it? Arm band the straps, of the, the shield. That, yeah. Oh, uh, that was. And he has to let it go. Like you don't. Like you don't. Steve would never let this happen. <laughs> no. Steve would never be in this situation. Well, true, but also it keeps reaffirming this whole thing where from the first second they introduced a character, I'm like, I don't care how athletic and strong and determined he is. He's not. He's just Joe. Yeah, like he's just a guy. Like he can't do this. And like he finally says it too, like after the fight with the Dormelage, where like he's shook and it's like, oh wow, they weren't even super soldiers. They kicked my fucking ass. Yeah, it's what happens when Carl from Up is fighting all these people. Carl from Up? Yeah, are you not familiar with this? No. Okay, so Brian shared this with me, and I can't. I have not been able to unsee it. But the first scene where you see the new guy in the Captain America uniform, it looks like Carl, the old man from <laughs> Up, in a Captain America uniform, and there are side-by-side pictures that you will not be able to unsee. <laughs> is this just because he has a really wide jaw? It is. <laughs> okay. Well, I I didn't recognize him in that first one, and I forgot that he that Wyatt Russell was cast in the show, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then they show him the next scene, he's like, oh, that's Wyatt Russell. Yeah, I should have recognized all of his jaw, but I didn't. Um, the, Rus- I the, Russell, the Russell men have a lot of jaw, don't they? I'm going to send you a picture. Oh, boy. And, uh... It's not going to be easy because sometimes computers don't do what you want them to. (laughs) (laughs) So bear with me. And uh, I would like your reaction live on the air. Are you sending it to me in Skype here? Or on the air. I'm going to send it to your phone. Oh, okay. That's what I want to look. Which is just just too much. I can't can't not see it anymore. Anyway, uh, it is a lot of jaw. It's hard loading very slowly. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, maybe it was just because he was clean shaven in that scene that I, in that the picture that I didn't recognize him because since then he's let like the whiskers kind of grow yeah, in yeah. again and that's how I'm accustomed to seeing him sure arguably the whiskers would probably make him closer to Carl <laughs> <laughs> but it's really fun it is a, it was a fun episode I do think it was like pretty I, I I was I was concerned. I've been concerned for a few episodes. Are we going to touch on the storyline with Sam's sister ever again? And I understand that now it's just a plot device, which is fine. It's better than them just ignoring it for the rest of the movie, uh, for the rest of the show. But uh, I don't know the trust issues. The I I really enjoyed the conversation between Sam and Carly, and like they were getting they were actually connecting. It seemed like it was working. I love. Yeah. How he lawyer tripped her up. That was pretty good. <laughs> like, you're a Nazi. And she's like, shit. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> so there's that. And then you're I think, a Nazi. Uh, shit. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, which then led to like, oh, oh, they're like, oh, let's, let's say the name Power Broker a few more times. And then let's show the character that Al and I, two episodes ago, was like, there's like no way she's not the Power Broker, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that was definitely. I was, I was like, okay, so now you guys are basically just screaming at me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see where it goes. I'm, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. There was a, oh wait, so why did you react so viscerally to me 
singing, well, not really singing, but singing Baba Black Sheep. Like, I like, just didn't like it. I didn't like the scene. I didn't like you doing it. I uh, it, it's I didn't like the scene in the way that I wasn't supposed to. Not that I didn't like, care for it as yeah. a, an artistic um, choice. It made me uncomfortable as it was intended. <laughs> I do have to say, a creepy villainous character singing to children he doesn't know and then giving them candy. Like, yep. did no one chill? Did no one teach? No these one refugees? taught these kids anything. This is not not good. to to take candy from strangers, really. Also, this is not the first time that I, I've been Diane Kruger by Turkish Delight, and I don't know, I can't remember what the first thing was that it popped up in. Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I watched that around Christmas. <laughs> I, you, I told you that story about watching that with Kim, right? No. Watch Chronicles of Narnia. She was like, yeah, I really liked it. I, uh, and I was like, oh, I've never seen it. She's like, yeah, we should watch it. It's really great. And we're watching it. And then we're like two thirds through the movie, and she turns to me and she goes, I got to say, I don't think I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was just, I thought it was just going to be one of those classic, oh, I saw this like 15 years ago, thought I really liked it. Now, upon reflection, don't really like it that much. She never saw it? Uh, well, she had to have seen it. She probably just doesn't remember because she owns it. Okay. And she did have a Netflix phase, where she, back in the Netflix DVD phase, where she would like rent all these things and watch nice. them. So she probably nice. rented, like, watched too much. And I couldn't re- didn't remember that she was she was also on a James McAvoy kick for a while um, to be completely upset to find out that he is a uh, half man, half deer. <laughs> I didn't realize that was him because I haven't seen that movie in since like I saw it like two or three times, like in the first year or two after it came out. Yeah. And I've never seen it again. So I didn't realize that was him because that was before he was super famous. Yeah, I uh, up. You know what? Props, man, for for pulling Turkish Delight from Chronicles of Narnia. That is absolutely where it came from. And again, Diane is all over the place. <laughs> She's <laughs> even in candy stores. It's well, I'll, I'll always remember that because I've never heard of it before. That kid made such a big deal about it in that movie. I asked my mom, I was like, what's Tur- Turkish Delight? She goes, I don't know. It's some dessert. And I was like, that's not helpful. Uh, <laughs> more, more of a candy, it seems. Well, I was a little confused by that because it seemed like a candy in this show, but it didn't seem mm-hmm. like a candy in that movie. It seemed, mm-hmm. seemed more like a baked good of some sort. I don't know. It looked like it looked the same. Did it? Yeah. Uh, I don't it remember. just wasn't wrapped. Well, yeah, it was in whatever like fucking dish thing or yeah. whatever. But uh, I yeah, I don't know. I, I, I saw that movie and I liked it as a kid. I never saw the ones that came after it. I know. Yeah, I like four of them. I didn't either because I've only seen the first one. <laughs> naturally, naturally. <laughs> But uh, anyway, yeah, Turkish Delight, uh, uh, Baba Black Sheep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was an uncomfortable scene. And I was like, oh, how is this? What's going to happen here? How did that play out? Don't trust these guys. How did that line wrap up? I don't remember. It how. didn't actually, which I was uh, waiting for it to pay off and it didn't, which is odd. Will it? You think it will later? No, because he's a God, student. I hope we find out that they're all little super soldiers. Uh. <laughs> well, I kind of wondered for a second when he said that, and the, all the kids look at him yeah. or look at them. I was like, "Are those little kids going to attack them?" Yes, he's about to get nuts. <laughs> if the it's, little kids turn into little monsters that kill Captain America, oh. no, because it was Sam and and Bucky, and I was picturing like stepbrothers, but with superheroes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the poop. I'm sorry, Mister Gardaki. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, you had to expect, you know, though I will say interesting plot, you know, twist to me. Um, 
when Zemo tracks Carly down, mm-hmm. I just assumed it was all going to be a ruse where he was going to destroy all the things and take one of the vials for himself. Good for him that he's actually standing to that principle. Like, yeah. no, fuck these things. I'm destroying them all. Now, I he- liked, I, I did like that he wasn't a flip-flopping character like that he's had. And he's kind of had strong principles throughout his entire career in the MCU. They've just been, you know, weird and all. Uh, like- yeah, a lot of them awfully extreme. But I was genuinely appreciative and surprised by that. Also, in that moment, when it was going down, I was kind of rooting for... This is going to sound fucked up until I explain the context. I was kind of rooting for Zemo to kill Carly because I thought that would have been an interesting twist there. Yeah. And with John then becoming the super soldier and be- maybe becoming the true villain and seeing where that could go. Now, it seems like some of that's still going on. And it, the Carly character is interesting. It's not like I didn't want her on screen. I just thought that would have been a shocking moment there. It would have been a twist. Yeah. And it would have, it could have made for a compelling um, next phase of the story. Like, Oof, storyline wrapped up. Damn. Yeah, just like, because like, <laughs> you like you just don't, you wouldn't have expected it there. And like, he actually shoots her. I was like, oh shit. Like, because like, as it was going down, I was like, oh shit, he's going to kill her. And this is going to be like fucking something like else going on here. And he shoots her and I was like, oh shit, I was right. But she yeah. obviously survives and like, yeah. she'll, we'll still see her probably through to the end. And I'm fine with that. It's just, I in that moment, I, I don't know why it flashed me. It was like, this could get interesting if he kills her because I wouldn't have seen it coming before yeah. that scene. Yeah, it's crazy. I uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they wrap it up and where they where they take the storyline. Who holds the shield at the end? Uh, I'm hoping that it's Bucky. Yeah, I mean it was a shocking conclusion with him just fucking painting the walls with that guy's. Oh my god, chest! I guess. Yeah, he crushed. I want to say he crushed in his he, chest, right? Because we saw his face cut him in after. half. Yeah. yeah, or that, yeah, maybe it was slightly lower than the chest, yeah, but like it didn't seem like he like it didn't seem like he chopped his head off and he didn't bash in his brain because you still see his head. Yeah, like I write it as him smashing his chest, but maybe it was his torso, like lower in his torso. Either way, I was like, oh boy. Yeah, that was intense. And the way that they shot it, they kept swooping around and showing all the people with the cameras. Like I, I, they did a good job with that. Yeah, um, and just like, was, how much damage that that did and unraveled in an instant is pretty like is pretty cool. Like to see like how are they going to play. Hopefully, I hope that they don't. I hope it's a a bit of a grueling road back for, for the for the symbol, and that it's not just like a we're going to give it to somebody else who is going to do the right thing, and then we're just going to forget about all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like I hope they have to. I hope they have to earn it again. Yeah. Um, but with I imagine two left. I doubt that we will. <laughs> I imagine. Well, I would say I wonder if the the shield goes, but the character itself kind of goes by the wayside for a while because mm. it's going to be tough to PR that one, considering yeah. everyone was like taking video of it and stuff like that. I will say, I'm a little bit surprised slash concerned. Like it feels like there's a lot more story with only two episodes left. Yeah, but do we have any idea how long the next two are? No, but they've been consistent length through the first four. They have, but they they do things when they when they have some more story to tell. I feel like these final chapters. I feel like the next two might be a little bit more on the lengthy side, uh, as far as like it could be. It just it feels like there should be three or four more episodes. Sure, yeah, we'll we'll see how it wraps up. I uh, I have faith in them. I'm 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 enjoying this very much. So looking forward to see how it wraps up. Oh, I only have a couple days. Oh, by the time you're hearing this, it's today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tom, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> it, it, I was like, if you wanted to, you could be watching it in like 26 hours. I could. I'm not going to do that. I'm just I saying you could. It. I could do it. I won't do it. I could do it. 
<laughs> so for you, it's going to be what, like 32 hours? You probably watch it before work on Friday. No, maybe lunch, maybe lunch on Friday. Okay. Well, I know you said you've been getting up early and doing some gaming and stuff. So I figured maybe you might yeah. watch. I had it. I also uh, be like, I don't like watching things when it's too bright out. Although lunch is not, it's also bright out, but uh, <laughs> it's, I don't know, in the morning for some reason, the way I guess the way, wherever the sun's coming in, it's not optimal. Um, Quick, the lights. Slip <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, so anyway, that's that. I am pretty pumped to see where this goes. I'm, uh, I'm kind of ready to watch a bunch of MCU movies again. Being honest, it's been a minute. So, no. Want to do some fun and games? Yeah, let's do it. I've got two options for you today. Uh, I've been, I feel like the quizzes have been hit or miss lately. So, but this episode has been running long, so maybe we'll do the quiz this week and next week we'll do the new thing. But I also thought about bringing back, so years ago, when Brian, Matt, and myself, when we did uh, uh, the shit show, we used to play 20 questions with movies. Okay. And it was fun. Uh, And that that came from, we we all listened to to Game Scoop at the time and they do 20 questions with video games. We're like, oh, that's a, that's a really fun uh, way to, to tie in the category and a game to the podcast. And we started doing it with the movies because we were always talking about movies. So I thought we could do 20 question movies, but do you want to hold that for next week? That's fine. Okay. Cause it, it, I feel like it'll take a little bit while. There's a little bit of a lull here and there. It's actually a little bit more fun. Well, maybe we'll do 20 questions when we have guests. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Oh, so Gary looking at you. <laughs> uh, right. Which monster from the Godzilla King of the Monsters are you? Interesting way to phrase that. <coughs> if you were a giant monster, which city would you want to destroy? Mexico City, Tokyo, Paris, or New York? Paris. Paris, really? I feel like New York would be a lot of fun to destroy. What kind of climate do you prefer? Super hot, mild, very humid, super cold? Mild. I'm going to say, there's only one right answer. <laughs> You have to fight one of these animals. Which one do you pick? A shark, a hummingbird, a snake, a bat. Guado, hello. Um, I guess let's fight the hummingbird. That feels... Seems pretty easy, right? Feels you easy. consider yourself ambitious, intense, resilient, peaceful. Resilient. Which natural disaster scares you the most? Hurricanes, volcanoes, earthquakes, or tornadoes? The answer probably should be tornado but i saw too many volcano movies as a kid mm. those have stuck with me respect is tornadoes one of those ones that like tornado or tornado or is it just tornadoes? no god no okay you want people to envy you respect you fear you love you i mean doesn't everyone want to be loved fair enough seriously oh. no, dante's peak fucks me up yeah i i'm with you that one guy melting was it dante's peak or was that volcano no, that was Volcano. That scene fucked me up, too. But I actually really rough. like Volcano. Volca- I like Volcano a lot. But Dante's Peak, I don't remember why that one got me. Because I saw those movies not too far apart. I think I saw Dante's Peak first. Yeah. But I, saw, I, I probably saw Volcano like six months later. And that one didn't bother me. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that movie. Um, I mean, I remember being scared of some of it. Just like in the sense of like, this is a crushing national natural disaster type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. There was something about. I think Dante's Peak was just more. By Dante's Peak. Oh, the broken bone. Does that get you? I feel like there's a broken th- bone in Dante's Peak. I think it was just more unpredictable. Like they're driving away in the opening scene and the fucking thing comes flying through the roof. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit. And then there's like people dying in a hot spring and they were just trying to have a good yeah. time. And I was like, 
I don't want to get cooked in a hot spring. Um, I think it was just that one was a little bit more unpredictable, so I think it unsettled me a bit. That's fair. That's fair. I remember being unsettled by that as well. Al, you got Mothra. Interesting. You're fairly peaceful and a noble person with a heart of gold. People feel good about themselves when they're with you, and everyone wants to be your friend. You're a natural-born leader and live life purely on your own terms. And you die in every movie that you're in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, despite that dismount, which left me as unsettled as Dante's Peak, a lot of that other stuff, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, with that, let us get into our flick of the week. Godzilla vs. Kong. Released in 2021, rated PG-13 with an hour and 53-minute runtime. Your IMDb synopsis. The epic next chapter in the cinematic monsterverse pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another. The fearsome Godzilla and the mighty Kong, with humanity caught in the balance. Kind I of. need to... Um, kind of? Kind of. I need to really, I really am not, I understand what you were saying before about he's not king. Godzilla's king of the monsters, we've established that. I've only known Kong as King Kong. Oh, I know. What's going on there? Is he going to become King Kong? Is that going to happen? I don't think so, because I know that he is known as King Kong, but like Godzilla has always been the king of the monsters. Sure. But are they kings of separate domains? One of land, one of sea? Sure. You know what? Let's dive in with my first gripe. <laughs> Godzilla stands out of the water a lot. Yes, that's always been confusing to me as well. Mid-ocean. <laughs> <laughs> or at least, like, the first movie doesn't like San Francisco Bay, and it doesn't feel like the water is, like, up to his knees or, like, no. waist. It feels like no, it's, it's like, around his ankles. He's got a little bit of a Jesus thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, should we, should we do... Yeah, let's go to tweet lengths first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to go with yours first? Sure. Um, big, dumb. Oh my god. There's a running theme to these Godzilla <laughs> movies. Big and dumb. But fun when it wants to be. Oh my god. This couldn't be more on point, Al. Big, dumb fun with some of the worst and most painful writing I have had to endure since Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Six out of ten. <laughs> Well, we're uh, on the yeah, on the same we're page. on the same exactly, exactly the same page, same score, same tweet length review. <laughs> it's uh, it is it's very dumb, but it's 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 got its very entertaining moments. I will say I could do entirely without the human element. I would say that from a narrative standpoint, the human element was most required in this one. Not good, just required. Uh. Yeah, I guess. Like, as to why they haven't faced each other yet, as to uh, how we're going to have them do a team up. Yes. A la Batman v Superman. How are they going to. Yeah, okay. That's uh, sure. Um, That being said, not saying that. There's way too much of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like, and again, not done well, but required to to tell this story. (laughs) Uh, and I need to get something off my chest before we get deeper. I know uh, I'm, uh, people are not going to probably be happy with. Uh, I don't know how else to phrase this. The kid that plays the sidekick, Millie Bobby Brown's sidekick. I hate him. <laughs> I do not think he's good in anything that he's ever been in. And I think we need to stop. I think we need to stop putting him in things. He is playing. His character is annoying exposition 
person. And he sucks. <sighs> he was... He's not funny. Better in Deadpool 2? No, didn't like him there either. You know why not he good. was worse in Deadpool 2? There was more of him. Well, sure. Um, but, again, not good, but better? I feel bad. I, I feel bad about this one. I don't want to be this mean. I don't, I don't like him. See, I found him to be helpful because, if you recall, several weeks ago, <laughs> so a couple months ago, I was talking about the new season of The Expanse. Mm-hmm. And I was saying how I felt terrible, but one of the main characters, I just flat out can't stand her voice. It's not her fault. She's not a bad actress. I actually think she's a decent actress. I just can't stand her voice. There's nothing, there's nothing to be done for it. Like, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I don't dislike her. I don't dislike the character. Mm-hmm. It's just her voice. And, and voice. It, it happens, right? Yeah. And so this kid helped confirm. I just think I don't like New Zealand accents. Mm. Because he's clearly got a New Zealand accent. Taika Waititi's I find funny. Yeah. It's not funny annoying to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this kid's is annoying. The actress from The Expanse, her voice is annoying. Mm. Um, the Horror only one who, the only I think the only New Zealand accent that I don't object to is um, what's his name, Cl- Cliff Curtis. Um, He's in, I think that's his name. He's in Fear the Walking Dead. He's been in a, you would know him immediately. He's been in a million things. Okay. Um, he was, um, we did, we did Hobbs and Shaw for the, for the show, right? He was the one who played, um, yeah, I think so. The Rock's brother when they went back home. Oh, okay. Yeah. You've seen him in a million things. I just, you know, I'm struggling to think of the one thing that was going to get you the, oh yeah, that guy, duh. Um, he's the only guy who's. New Zealand accent doesn't doesn't bother me when I've heard it, and you don't hear very often. But I've heard it in interviews mm-hmm. um, because he typically doesn't do it in like acting roles. But I, I just want to point out at no at no point is that character necessary. The sidekick, yeah, he's not necessary because Millie Bobby Brown, who's I don't know the characters' names. I, oh, I don't know. Her told, name, no. and, and the podcast guy, Brian Terry Henry. They. He's funny. He, he actually, I found I found his character to be very silly and comedic relief. So why are we adding a third person into the mix who is largely useless? Because he's just like in the worst way a third. He's just there. He he support the only thing that he does is pour coffee on the computer. Yes, I wonder. No whiskey. Sorry. Yeah, some fluid. I wonder if the dynamic might not have been creepy if a. 14 year old girl or whatever she's supposed to be went off with an adult man. She doesn't know gallivanting around the world. Oh, I think it's perfectly fine. And here's why. Uh, This is a society that has largely just gone back to the way things were when there's a giant monster (laughs) that has ripped through the city. Like we don't make good decisions. Well, I mean more like if it wouldn't have not tested well with the audience is my point. Like that's weird. Sure. This guy and this, this, this kid fixed it. I think he fixed that problem and created other problems along the way. Pass. You know how sometimes when you fix a problem and it breaks other things? Yes. Well, that, that's, that's not situation. fixing. Well, you're fixing the first <laughs> problem. You're just creating other problems. I, I don't like him. Yeah, no, that's fine. I hope he that was... he can prove me wrong in something else. I don't want his career to end. I would never wish that on somebody unless they were like a horrible person. Um, but. 
<laughs> do not like his characters and I don't want to, I don't want to give him a chance in anything else. And that's unfortunate for him. And I don't know if it's, it's it. It seems like it's mostly like, I don't, I don't, I don't really, he's pretty one dimensional. It's just, but he's been written the same way in the things that I've seen him in and the, the writing for him is not great. So have you seen him in something else other than those two things? There was something else. And I was like, Oh, it's the kid. And it was one of those. I was like, Oh, let's see. okay. Uh, okay. Cause I haven't, <laughs> I don't believe I've seen him in anything else. In it. And when I was watching this, I was like, Oh, it's that kid from Deadpool too. Wow. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Anyway, now we've gotten that out of the way. Uh, completely unnecessary. Uh, the whole podcast thing was kind of funny. I enjoyed that. Uh, the I enjoyed that little that little shtick maybe once or twice. Uh, following these characters through and then trying to reveal something and large like largely the people are just horrible, right across the board in all of these movies. Like they do nothing. They do not. They do not solve any problems. They only create the problems. She's Millie Bobby Brown's character. Is, uh, what's her name in the movie? What? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I don't like three naming her this whole time. But uh, she, <laughs> and her maybe. character is is mostly in the way. Yes. Um, for better or worse, like it's not. It's just terrible. Like you can't. Why are you trying to write a human story and just cut to the humans reacting or like give me generic character that's like explaining what they're gonna do? Like because you're gonna do that anyway, right? The exposition all over the place. Uh, so wait, what was the best character Ken Watanabe, Doctor Sarazawa, because he just dramatically said "let them fight" and then did all of the ex- the science exposition. Yeah, yeah, and that was King of the Monsters. To be clear, we're we're mixing movies. Well, he was in the first two. Yeah, not in this one. Yes, I'm just saying, like in this series, because yeah. it seems like you're extending it across the whole yeah. series correctly. It, by it's the fine. way, I'm just saying, like. Was like he was the one character that was okay because he I think just... it was fine. Yeah, it was fine until they got into it, like where he seems to be like a little bit too intimate with his affection towards Godzilla that I wasn't comfortable with in a way that maybe we shouldn't have gone that deep. Um, but well, considering it's his idea literally to save Godzilla, right? Yes, yeah, it's weird. The whole thing's weird again. The monsters fighting is really fun, yes, it's everything else that's terrible. <laughs> Uh, on the, uh, well, okay, there is actually one thing that I have a huge problem with with the monsters fighting. It's, uh, it's very jarring, and I could not stop pointing it out in every scene that had happened. They, at no point in the film, decided on the scale of Kong. There are scale issues in, there are scale issues in all of the movies, but for whatever reason, that particular issue was the most dramatic. Yeah, like, next to everything else, without Godzilla in the picture, he's probably about waist height on Godzilla, <laughs> right? Like, he's not hes not even remotely close. But once Godzilla's in the frame, he is the same height, so that he can land a blow on his chin. I don't... So, I, the thing is, I don't think it's a Kong issue, actually. I think it's a Godzilla issue. I think it's a Kong issue because you're noticing it with Kong. It's I a think Kong, Kong issue. I, I, thought that, I thought that at first. I was wondering, is it Kong staying a consistent size and Godzilla is changing, but it makes it look like Kong is changing? No, it, it's I, I'm going to say with certainty that it is uh, Kong changes sizes all over the place. Well, I'm just wondering um, because, you know, you see Godzilla in different versions of submerged in water and then also sure. standing in different cities and sometimes zoomed in, sometimes far away. And there's a perspective issue there and also a lot of smoke often and sometimes Wee. there's radioactiveness we saw Kong 
laying down on about a third of an aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Right? And then he is towering over some of the tallest buildings. But sometimes laying, things that are laying down, you can't tell how tall they are. But the length of him on that aircraft carrier should have been dramatic. That's what, this yeah. is one of my biggest problems, was that. Was, was that. And then Godzilla is just, yeah, he's, he's as tall as he needs to be in the scene, I guess. I don't know. It's a, it's whatever, it's whatever they want to do. It really, I mean, it's a stu- silly thing to complain about, but it, no, because it can be, a, it can be a little immersion breaking. And if that's the scenes that, those are the scenes that are going to be the ones that you genuinely enjoy the most. Like you want a frame of reference, like because you're supposed to be awe inspired by the size and destruction of these characters. So yeah, you want you the way you perceive them to be consistent from mm-hmm. sh- from shot to shot. You know, I feel like. Uh, when Kong touches the little girl's hand, makes him look smaller than he needs to be for the rest of the movie. It should be the opposite effect, right? It should dwarf the little girl and give right. you a They size. should not be able to like physically touch fingers together. <laughs> yeah, like the whole point should be how shockingly different in size they are. Right. It shows you the connection between these it, two worlds. It would have been more accurately represented if he accidentally crushed her. No. Oh no! <laughs> he would have been uh, so sad if he <laughs> if he did that. Uh, man. Anyway, he learned sign language from the little girl, who's the only person left from Kong Skull Island. Was she in Kong Skull Island? No, like she's like the only person of that tribe left. Was that who she was? Yes. I didn't realize that. The storm took out everybody else. Did they say that? Yes. Did the storm what? take Does out it- everybody else before? I really hope it's before they built the biodome around him. <laughs> lost biodome. <laughs> wow. Um, what, when did they establish it? The I don't storm? remember. Because, well, I'm at a full disclosure here. Um, and I said earlier that all the Godzilla movies have sucked largely and that yes. the Kong movie is good. Mm-hmm. You know what's in common with those three Godzilla movies, too? Watch them over the course of a week, fell asleep during all three of them. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had intended to rewatch a little section in the middle of this movie because there was little details that I'm hazy on because before actually falling asleep, I was doing that kind of waking doze thing where like, oh, yeah, I'm seeing all the images, not retaining anything that's happening. Not at all. Yeah. And I'm like, I cannot make sense in my brain through the screen. Yeah, because like I like woke up and watched all the way through the final 30 minutes or so of the movie. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. Not 100% sure what's going on right now mm-hmm. because I can't fit together the jumble of images kicking around in my head from like 45 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it was during one of those moments that I was kind of like lucid dreaming through the movie or whatever it is that I was doing mm-hmm. that they established that because I don't recall them talking about that. I, I was wondering the whole time where she got that daughter from. Mm-hmm. Um because still that's fine we can kidnap this girl but uh we can't have these other two characters go on a trip around the world without i mean like person that ruins everything meaning was she was she adopted was it her birth child and the father's just not in the picture whatever you know what i mean Mm -hmm. she the mother seems to really love her and she seems to love her mother she seems to be trying to care for her as best as she can while Mm -hmm. bringing her on an aircraft carrier with a kaiju that's Um, yeah not not as best as she can uh, large. Uh, she is. Wait, but wait. She's, as best as she can with that ridiculous caveat. I'm just kidding. Uh, she's she's <laughs> mother of the year compared to the last movie's mom. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not a high bar. Who, by the way, 
Did they ever mention her once? No, she's. They the talked villain. around her once. She's the villain in the in the previous movie. Correct. Well, I mean, her and Charles Dance, but yes. Um, but Charles. like, Charles is Dance? that Lord Lord uh, Tywin Lannister? Yeah, Tywin Lannister. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah they're 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 the villains. I have just shot a man and would like to confess. <laughs> I was going to say, also the villain from last action here. <laughs> oh, but like, I was going to say, did they ever mention the mother? I know they talked around her in that first scene when the daughter yeah, and she Kyle died. Chandler. That's what they said. Did they? Yeah. Did I sleep that too? She does die in the previous movie. Did she? Yeah, she does this really dramatic oh, thing it where throws she's the truck. to drive away with the orca and then it flips over and she kind of does a uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, a Tai Al Ghul kind of death. Yeah. You kind of just like limp, limp over a little bit too dramatically after you've been thrown from the vehicle. One of those. She died. I remember the vehicle being thrown. I don't she, remember she was, what happened to her. She was just there next to it. No, that's weird. On the ground. It's weird that I, I don't remember that. I remember her driving away with the thing and the truck getting flipped. I don't remember her fate. And I wasn't yeah, asleep on that part. Like, like, all, like, I don't really understand that. Either. Like, now we're on uh, King of the Monsters. Like, what did she... Did she realize... Like, I, what, what is she fixing now? Like, she's just completely come around on the idea. Like, she was going... Like, her plan was to kill everybody, basically, by setting these things free. And then Correct. when they started dying, she was like, oh, no, what a huge mistake. Is that... Well, that and her daughter got caught in the crossfire. I mean, literally, she turned back to good. She went full Darth Vader. She, she put her daughter in the crossfire when she had her own terrorists burst in and start shooting up a room that her daughter was in. Yeah, but that was staged. Um, the point was she was uh. <laughs> with she was with them, so it was safe ish. And then safe she adjacent. escaped and went to Fenway Park and attracted King Ghidra and was no longer safe. So then she abandoned her entire plan to save the world for her daughter. Right. Right. Um, I'm gonna pivot away from this for a minute because that whole the whole thing bothers me. It's just shitty. All the character, all of the human characters are terrible, except um, for the little the little mute girl. I actually, well, she was she was great. Actually, honestly, you probably could have gotten away with it just being her talking to Kong and no other humans. Okay. Just occasionally, like a couple of them, like having a cup of coffee, like watching from like the superstructure of the ship. Yeah, what's she saying to that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. that's it. <laughs> Oh my the, God. the mother goes, oh, wow, she's talking to Kong in sign language. I didn't know he could fucking do that. I, I want to know. Yeah, that's my favorite. When did you when did you learn how to do that? You've been watching this monster your entire life. Don't pretend you didn't know that they were speaking to each other in sign language. She just thought they had a special connection. Yeah, I know. That was another. Apparently they don't have cameras inside the, con- the Kong containment dome because cameras would have probably seen that. <laughs> <laughs> so that movie one time. So bad. When it's so good, it's so bad that it's good. I I love Biodome. We we could do that one day if you'd like. I uh, I think once was enough. Ah uh, oh man, I I've seen that movie so many times. When Kong is when we when we were first introduced to Kong in the movie and he's running through and he's doing his thing and he grabs the tree and he strips the branches off the tree. I'm like, oh, what's he doing? Making a toothpick. Like what's <laughs> what's going on? And then he just hurdles that thing through the biodome. I'm like, oh, how long have we been in here that he's only established like that? Like, he, there's no other clue that he's established what's going on. This is the moment. This is just the moment he chose to break free. I thought there was something that kind of was like a glitch in the Matrix moment that happened. Oh, was there? 
I don't know. Maybe I'm missing. That would make sense. Um, so I'm going to guess it didn't happen. Oh, yeah, because he was like staring up at like the, the sun and the clouds and the trees and the wind, and something seemed off. Huh. So, because I assumed when I was watching that, that he was like going to get attacked by something. Hmm. So it was obvious that he was evaluating his surroundings. It was like something's not quite right. Uh, okay, all right, I, I, that's that's fine. Again, I feel like we, if we, I probably would have paid more attention to that, we could have we could do all of this without the humans talking at all. They don't have to exist. They're terrible. I did like a little bit of a passage of time thing though, where he throws a thing through the thing, like through the containment dome, and like ruins a little bit of the image. And then like later, when they come back to get him, there's like more trees stuck through more pieces yeah. of the the dome. I actually kind of like that as a. Marking the passage of time. That's fine. And then we well, you see those little attentions to detail, and it makes me wonder why they couldn't do that more consistently. Sure. What? All right. So then we put him on a we put him on a, an aircraft carrier. Which, by the way, horrendous design. Because yeah, when someone is really really strong and you want to restrain them, you give them the least possible amount of room. That's right. To move because as soon as you can move, you get a little momentum. You have a chance to break out of your restraints. That's right. So you got to manacle them like flat to the deck, not give them a huge lead chain mm-hmm. because would immediately yank out of it. There is no forged chain that exists that can hold gun. I, I just have a lot of questions. Like how did they get him on to the ship? And at what point did they think these chains were a good idea? And then it's like, Oh, I guess. And then, you know, he's on the ship for a while. I'm like, Oh, I guess we're just going to pretend that these chains are strong enough to hold him until they're not anymore. And he just breaks them. That was kind of my point. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's now, admittedly, maybe a bit more humane the way they're doing, giving them a little ability to shift and stretch and all that, and that's, and that's nice. That's kind. Um, but as as to the point of restraining him, no, not useful at all. Huh. It's terrible. Um, we also have. Uh, I want to circle back to Godzilla for a minute. Godzilla sucks. I hate him. And <laughs> he is. <laughs> Now, wait, did they ever establish, is this Godzilla here or she? Because it was definitely a she in the 97 one. Uh, I I feel like they said he. Oh, no, it, it's he because in the credits, Godzilla plays himself. Ah, that's a good point. Uh, Godzilla is portrayed as being the, the he's, a, he's a good guy. Yes. Everyone is constantly and perpetually skeptical of that, though, even yeah. though he continues to save the day every time. Yeah, and they keep calling him a good guy. But he's like a good guy in that way that, like, your meathead dickhead friend is a good guy like where he's like he means well but he's also a self-serving asshole i mean don't get me wrong he definitely his his priority is definitely him yeah but by extension he's protecting everyone else as well Uh, yeah but like accidentally almost yeah and like not concerned with collateral damage at all no not even a little bit but also to be fair the planet belongs to him sure did we fill out building permits with him when we were building those skyscrapers that's fair so, you know. That's fair. Um, I hate him. I just hate him so much. He sucks. He's the worst. And You know what this, this movie... I don't understand. What are the said, rules? Sorry. These, mov- <laughs> these movies feel a little bit like... And I said I wasn't going to talk about it anymore, but it's, it's a good comp. Snyder and Superman. Mm-hmm. Superman movie, but Superman is poorly written because Snyder doesn't seem to have much time for him. Mm-hmm. Kind of feel the same way in this as well. Like, yeah, Godzilla like, movie. I- Godzilla's a good guy. But it feels like they didn't write Godzilla super well. Yeah, and and I would say what are the rules? I wouldn't care if it was just a Godzilla movie and we just kept showing me different things that he could do. That would be cool. But because we're going to start peppering in backstory and making excuses for this, that, and the other thing, I need a little bit more information as to 
Why do his scales glow blue in the order that they do? What are the mechanics of him? Is he charging? What is that? And then it does seem like he's charging up. Yeah. And then he shoots blue stuff, which is no known element. I thought it was just like pure radioactivity. Is that it? I think so. Radioactive energy. So you got to charge it up. It's called gamma rays. And then he could shoot those out of his mouth. Okay. Okay. And sometimes directly into someone else's mouth. Uh, Godzilla can breathe underwater. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, established in that he's lived under the water for the past five years, I believe, since the last movie, right? Well, last several thousand years, but yeah, specifically the most of the last five years, yes. Right. Right. Uh, in Hollow Earth. Occasionally. There's a Hollow Earth down there. Um, Hollow Earth. Let's talk about Hollow Earth for a minute. I thought the mechanics of Hollow Earth were pretty dope, right? I loved the whole idea of like the ground on the floor and the ceiling. And I like that whole, there, there's that line where it mixes and you can jump from one to the other. I thought that was really cool in that I was like, ooh, this would make some sort of fun mechanic in the video. Sure. I mean, I enjoy it that. doesn't make any sense. Because no, no, because then there were a bunch of other questions. Like, one, what was that weird material that they burst through the first time I went in there? Two, why is it light? Yeah, no, there's no sun in there. And yet, beautiful and, sunny day. And then my favorite of all, Hollow Earth Theory, right? Hollow Earth. We're in the center. We've reached the dead center of the Hollow Earth. Then, uh, Skarsgård, our Skarsgård for this movie, uh, is he says he's charging it from the radiation by the core. Yeah, there is no core. Based We're on in the Earth middle theory. now. So, <laughs> yeah. Also, let me just let me just dispel this little notion too. Not only does gravity not invert. There is no gravity in the center of the Earth. Hmm. Yeah. Oh no. I. Uh, I. I'm. I'm with you. It's just fun. To the mechanics were fun. Oh yeah. Just didn't uh, make any sense because they made without sense. without the core, mm-hmm. planet would not retain a magnetosphere. We would not have Earth or life. Um, there mm-hmm. would be no tectonic activity, no volcanoes. Which there was definitely yeah, volcanoes, volcanoes in King. In the last couple. Yep. 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 Um, that was so, gonna be my next note. Uh, and you know. Yeah, so that, that doesn't work. None of that works. No, no, not at all. Also, Hollow note, Earth. since you just mentioned our resident Skarsgård of this movie, this is the first movie where I can actually see the whole, or rather hear the whole, he's the son of Peter Skarsgård. Mm. Or Stellan, Stellan Skarsgård, sorry. Because um, he sounds just like him. Yeah. I've never noticed it before this movie, but he sounds exactly like him. Yeah. Man, this movie's whacked. Uh, <laughs> what I, I did like about that uh, when Kong gets down there is he has his little axe made oh. out of a Godzilla scale, whatever the hell that is. That was cool. Yeah, a little axe slash scepter, because it felt like a very like kingly yeah. scepter, but it was definitely like an axe, like it was a tool, a weapon of war. Uh, and I was pretty excited to see that get used, which it eventually did, which is pretty cool. It had some pretty cool scenes. Uh I gotta be honest, the, that crowning moment where Godzilla blasts it with his yeah. gamma rays to charge it up, that was pretty fun. The super tag team moment? Yes. Yeah, I was all I was all about that. And that's what I'm sorry, like that those things were really fun. I will I'll watch forty minutes of that and then just it, just cut the rest. Honestly, you could do a little card. You could pause, do a little text card. Hmm. Now, because of X, Y, and Z, this is what's gonna happen. And yeah, just leave like that a on the screen. Movie. For 30 seconds, yep. Yeah. And then next action scene. Yeah, I think I would prefer that. Like, we could have a minute or two preamble to set the stage, mm-hmm. but then just go into the next thing that's going to happen. Yeah. And now they will travel 
from Skull Island to the Hollow Earth. But meanwhile, Godzilla has other plans, dot, dot, dot. And then cut to ship. Wait, we're tracking a a thing. Godzilla pops out. People are screaming. Fighter jets are getting shot down. Kong and Godzilla fight. So much better. So much better when you do that. Fighter jets are getting shot down. Let's bring in another gripe that I have. It's been five years since the last one. Uh, However many years since the one before that. uh, We've dealt with Godzilla numerous times. We've dealt with lots of these monsters, right? Why are we still shooting them with missiles when it doesn't do anything? Oh, it doesn't do anything at all. Also, my dad was yelling at the screen because he's like, they're in fighter jets. Why are they flying within range for them to smack down? It's like, oh, trust me, you're preaching to the choir on this one because this is something that's driving me nuts like with all these types of movies. But mm-hmm. like, even since Kong Skull Island, where the helicopters are like hovering around, it's like, okay, fine. You didn't see Kong coming. He's going to get the drop on the first helicopter. I'm with you. Right. Oh, wow. Look, he picked up a tree and threw it like a javelin. Sure. That one too. <laughs> Shame on But every you. one of them. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You know, fair enough. Because he's throwing a projectile at you. Yeah. It's one that's far away. But then when he starts smacking you down with his hands, well, who fucking taught you to fly a helicopter? That you're in arm's reach of the thing. What would have been wrong with you been flo- floating? Oh, I don't know. 150 yards further away. You, you will- can't fucking lose it. It's gigantic. I will say I will forgive all of this specifically just so that we can have the scene where the one guy pulls the eject and launches out into the mouth of another monster that happened in King of the Monsters. And I was like, oh, that was worth it. That was worth all this nonsense. That one, that one. My point is here, you scramble your fucking jets because the aircraft carrier is going down and that's the only way to survive. And we're trying to shoot it. And okay, sure, fine. The missiles aren't doing any damage. We're going to realize that that's a moot point. But your fighter jets. You can launch those missiles from like 10 miles away. Huh. I like that. Why, um, why are you 100 feet away? What, what was that? What was that thing they shot into the earth, into the under the water? Those charges. That was that was a pretty cool scene. Oh, yeah. It was like they had like a depth charge, right? Yeah, that was cool. They shot like a million of them. And then boom. And it made a really cool noise. I like that. It, it, it was it was the uh, the attack of the clones. Seismic Django charge. Fett seismic yeah. charge. <laughs> Wow. I love it. It's so, it's so satisfying. Uh, I got to be honest, though. We're coming up to the point chronologically where I definitely dozed off. I dozed off through some of the getting to the Hollow Earth. Woke up while they were oh, in the Hollow no. Earth. Oh, so how are you going to answer my question? Woke up while they were in the Hollow Earth. So I definitely saw him find the throne room, find the axe, sit in his okay. throne. But do you, do you know how we got from the aircraft carrier to... The opening that gets to Hollow Earth. No, that's a little bit hazy, as is them returning from the Hollow Earth. Okay, so, all right, ready? Here's the deal. Uh, first thing we have to deal with. Uh, they're fighting in the water. Kong stands on water, I guess. They're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. He beats the shit out of... Uh, Godzilla beats the shit out of Kong. Uh, eventually, Kong lays down on the thing and on the ship, and Captain or Skarsgård goes, turn everything off. And the other guy's like, what? And he's like, just turn it off. And they turn it off and they play dead. And Godzilla looks at Kong and he goes, hmm. And then yeah, he goes that, that sounds familiar. I remember that. All right. And then they skip all of the how. And they are carrying him with a helicopter and a giant net to like Antarctica or something. That sounds vaguely familiar. I think I'm going to fall asleep right after that. Okay. How did we get him in the net? Question one. Question. Carefully, two. I imagine. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> question two. What is like they're they travel around the, the humans 
in regular old shit vehicles that we have are traveling around the world very quickly for the events of this movie. Well, they don't really tell you what the passage of time is because the journey from Skull Island, which is, I guess, adjacent to Vietnam, to Antarctica would probably take in like nuclear naval like ships like several days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then they came. Then they went. Where did they go after that? Then they went to. Uh, I said from Skull Island to Antarctica it would be several. And then from Antarctica, oh, through the Earth, I guess. Right. Yes. That was your next question. So then we get into the machine that. Um, I don't know, super rich villain of this movie created. It's like some vehicle that they could fly. Yeah, the hover vehicle things. Yeah. So they do that and they go through some weird, what looks like a wormhole and they get into the center of the earth and they're hanging out for a bit. So I kind of vaguely remember that, but I think that was when I was kind of lucid dreaming the movie. Yes. So then uh, Godzilla just, I guess, knows just innately that the Kong is down there and just burns a hole through the ground to the center of the earth. So I definitely didn't see that. Okay. So he does that, uh, in, I, uh, forget where, where, where were they building the Mecha Godzilla? Well, I'm, a, I'm assuming Hong Kong since that's where I think ends. that's, I think that's what they said. Yeah. So there's where, um, Godzilla is where he burns the whole street through the core of the earth, which Kong will climb out of. And so will our, our cast of characters that will fly their little ship out of it as well. Okay, that explains it then, because I was that, a little confused. How and, and that's how I got there. So, like, uh, circling back to the uh, the apex, uh, whatever gladiator room where we were introduced to Mecha Godzilla for the first time. I know it's Mecha Godzilla. Uh, podcast character goes, "It's like some Robo Godzilla," and annoying kid goes, "It's a Mecha Godzilla," and I just went, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> well, you know what, though? In this moment, though, mm. let's take a second to appreciate. They did a good job with trailers for this movie. Because I had no idea Mechagodzilla was going to Yeah, that's, that's fair. Because I remember, because when it came down, I was like, oh, shit. I had no idea. I didn't have this spoiled for me at all. That is actually shocking because I watched it almost a week after it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, or and No, actually, it was, yeah, it was a, like exactly a week after it came out. Um, we were watching the beginning of the movie. My parents saw Kong Skull Island. I don't believe they saw Godzilla or King of the Monsters. And so they were like, okay, like give me the short version. I was like, trust me, the short version is all you need. Gave them the quick rundown of King of the Monsters. We were watching the beginning. They show Godzilla going nuts. And he's like, why is he destroying this thing? Is it because there's probably something there that's going to threaten him in some way, because that's kind of what he does. And they show that thing. It's kind of his thing. Yeah. They show that thing that's glowing there, and and I was like, "Huh, I wonder what that is." It was like, "Is it like one of those orca things, but it can control Godzilla?" Because I can understand why he'd be upset about that. And mm-hmm. then I was like, "Maybe he's gonna build Mechagodzilla in this one." I don't know. And then like file that away until like an hour plus away later, and then you see Mechagodzilla. I was like, "Oh shit, I was right." Yeah. Good job, good job. Not spoiling that for me. Maybe, maybe the best writing is the is the hiding of Mechagodzilla because actually that whole thing was. I am kind of curious about what's this guy's deal because my, my thought was that they were luring Godzilla in to create another catastrophe so that they could save it. I wasn't thinking in the context of Mechagodzilla, but that, that that part was pretty cool and it led to a pretty awesome fight. Yeah, and also by the way, again in the surprising attention to details, look. There was the King Ghidra head from the end of uh, yeah. King of the Monsters, and that's mm-hmm. how they're powering Mechagodzilla. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, 
that thing is going to take over. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. And my dad's like, how do you know? I was like, because it's like an alien. Cause, that cause they kind of just like shoehorned into the last yeah. like, one. I was like, like, okay, all the other monsters were born in the middle of the hollow earth. And yet they just totally gloss over, like literally just someone's like, oh, by the way, King Gidra is probably an alien. It's like, um, what? Like, can uh, we, no, can we examine no, that for a second? Let, no, let's talk about that for a second because they do give a, they give just a little bit more. They talk about how his head grew back. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, we have we have no biological explanation for that. Uh, he's an alien. He came from the stars, and I went starfish, <laughs> and then I said human liver. I'm done. <laughs> Ge- gecko tails. Gecko tails. Um, yeah, sure. Giant sea slug penises. I don't think we need uh, much more. <laughs> but you get my point yeah but so immediately, but, immediately we have no explanation for this i went i said out loud by myself starfish <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair yeah it's a head not sure. a limb sure uh if the actual thing that they're getting at is that this thing has three heads i can get behind that too yes yeah but anyway yeah um i just felt like they should spend a little bit more time on the um like the whole concept of this is an alien mm-hmm. and it's disrupting the biology of the world. And we know for a fact, it's an alien. Like we've come to terms with all these other monsters, but that one's the one that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's got three heads. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, as soon as I saw the head, I was like, Oh wow. Awesome. They brought that back. That thing is going to go haywire. <laughs> and it looked really cool the way they had it wired up. Correct. Um, also, again, kind of a throwaway, and it was in the same vein of like, so okay, you established that I misremembered that the mother died in the last one, right? Mm-hmm. But still, weird that no one was like, you know, ever since your mother died, even one of those. I think they do that. Up. They do that once. I think they uh, just kind of talked around that she's not around. Anymore. They talk about it, and actually, weirdly, it might be right in that pocket that you were asleep. Okay, that is a random. There's a chance about that. There's a chance that it was right there. I but do in the same way. In the same way, did they ever mention that the pilot of Mechagodzilla and Damien Bashir's right hand man was the son of Ken Watanabe's character? They, I did they. I if that's a thing, I did not know that at all. Because at one point, when he's like introducing him for the first time, because you kind of see him lurking at some point early in the movie, right? And then, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what the character, but Damien Bashir, the guy who's the billionaire, he's like, uh, "Let me allow me to introduce you to something." Sarazawa was like, "Oh, Sarazawa, he's Ken oh. Watanabe's son in this movie." Okay, they, they never refer to it in any way shape or form yeah. ever again after so much so that i that completely went over my head i will say they also um abruptly fry his brain and just toss him out oh yeah it's pretty pretty intense and then we crushed the billionaire which i was on par i was on board with that that was cool i did like the moment where he realized that he lost control yeah yeah it was pretty cool it was like oh man it's <laughs> <laughs> like huh i really thought i had it all figured out and then all right so then this thing comes comes out godzilla's battling the shit out of it he's struggling her, hardcore uh we give uh we use a uh space flight defibrillator to bring kong back to life <laughs> and not only do we have to endure this ridiculousness of i'm gonna park this ship on his chest and explode it to give his heart a jolt we're also going to lethal weapon his arm back into its socket <laughs> on a building. <laughs> what was great was he's doing it. And I think my mom was like, what's he doing? And right before he did it, I was like, oh my God, is he going to do? And then he smacks it. And she goes, yeah. wasn't that from, I was like, lethal weapon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That was dumb. 
Uh, <laughs> and then, but that was like honestly, like that's fun, dumb, like fun it dumb. is. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And then they're uh, then we get into the real fun stuff of Godzilla and Kong fighting together against Mechagodzilla, which was kind of awesome. Like you said, charging the axe. Not only charging the axe, but then using it and really just ripping Mechagodzilla apart was really satisfying to watch. Yeah, I mean, that was very sudden where all of a sudden, like, you know, like the tides looked like it could go either way. And then it was just. And then, and then the director went, rub it up, rub it up. <laughs> <laughs> definitive. I'm going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> and then the two Titans yell at each other for a minute and they go their separate ways. Was there like a begrudging nod in there? Uh, It seemed that way. I think there's a begrudging but uh, I, I don't know. Where did... I, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I do remember. Okay, so Godzilla goes back to wherever the fuck he goes <laughs> underwater <laughs> when he's done... When, when he's had enough of our shenanigans and he goes back underwater. That's where Godzilla went. Kong went back to... Uh, what is it? Oh, what's it called? Hollow Earth again. I believe right? so, yes. Went back to Hollow Earth with a bunch of these researchers and they're hanging out there now too. Most dangerous place conceivable. They're hanging out there too. And well, Kong seems cool with them. So yeah. So also, though, what happened to all those m- massive monsters that were in the last movie? Um, they died. Did they? No. <laughs> like I, because I, I pretty distinctly remember the final scene being them all like swearing fealty to King Godzilla. Yes, that happened. But none of them ever show up at any point to like choose sides in here or like. You never know, no. see them in the distance, or hey, someone should monitor them to make sure that none of them like react oddly to the fact that Godzilla's on the prowl. In the opening scene of the movie, they did make it look like there was some sort of bracket-style fight tournament that Godzilla had one <laughs> on the left side and Kong had one on the right. Do you recall this? Yes. Okay, so maybe he killed them all. Oh, they don't revisit it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they also did that while I was sleeping. I don't know. <laughs> so, so that was fun. That's now, I have a question. Mm-hmm. One? Well, probably more than one, but one specific one that's coming to mind here. Was there a post credit scene at the end of the first Godzilla? Yes. What was it? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure there was one, though. Because there was definitely one at the end of Kong Skull Island, and it was them debriefing them, and then you find out about the Hollow Earth and all the monsters. Mm-hmm. And then there was one after King of the Monsters where... They reclaimed King Idris' head. Right. But there wasn't one in this movie. I did not give it enough time to know that, but I don't think... Well, I fast-forwarded through the credits and there was no... Oh, okay. ...scene. Um, so does that mean that it's over? Is this the end? No. I, I'm sure they're far from over. I just don't recall ever seeing something about it being announced. And usually, like, when a movie like this comes out, you immediately hear, like, the rumblings of what the plans are next. Uh, give it two years, there'll be another movie. I don't know what it'll be, <laughs> but something's happened. Um, all right, here was my question. King of the Monsters. They go underground, they find some temple down there. That's where Godzilla's sleeping to recharge. And our, uh, what's the professor's name again? Uh, the, the guy that's in love with Godzilla, what's his name? Oh, well, Dr. Professor Sarazawa, whatever. Sarazawa. He, uh, he has to go in because, um, in classic movie fashion, Something bumped the submarine, so the weapon system's offline. So somebody has to deliver the bomb manually. Just that's just we're just going to go with that's what's happening. So he goes in there, and the radiation uh, down there will simply kill him. He's going to be dead. That does not play a role at all when they go way, way down to 
<laughs> the center of the earth <laughs> in this movie. Well, I wonder if that was just a Godzilla specific radiation. I don't remember because oh, that was, when I was maybe that, that was when I was asleep because I remember I told you I woke up and Ken Watanabe is dying and I was like, how did he get over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember um, the billionaire's daughter character? He had a daughter. Yeah, she dies in 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 Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him having a daughter in this movie. Uh, she was in Baby Driver, I think. I can't think of her name. Uh, the one, the one who Baby's in love with. No. Oh, Isa Gonzalez. Isa Gonzalez. Yeah, she she's the billionaire's daughter, and she's on. Wait, she was his daughter. Carrier. Yes. And I definitely slept through that too because yeah, I, she's on the aircraft carrier, and then she. I remember her being in the movie. I remember her being like just generally kind of a prick. She's and, in, like <laughs> she's in Middle Earth with the rest of them, and they're trying to run away. And she please grabs, stop calling it Middle Earth because it's in the middle of the Earth. <laughs> she grabs something, and I forget what what she what she established, and like her and some of the crew get on one of the ships, and it like goes, it starts to go up, and Kong just takes it. And smashes it. <laughs> and I went, that was super satisfying. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. And it's weird now that you mentioned it, I totally forgot she was in this movie. But now I'm remembering like, I remember her on the aircraft carrier. I remember yeah. all that stuff. And it's like, also, I just don't, flat out don't recall her saying that she was his. his I don't know that if I don't recall if you find out before that scene. So it's possible you didn't. Just so random. But uh, anyway, that was really fun when Kong just crushed it. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Uh, I think, I think that about wraps it up for me. <laughs> Do you have any, anything else? Um, no, not really. Uh, just my final thoughts are like, I get you're spending most of your money on the CGI and everything, but like, it's not that hard to write something that's at least passable. Yeah, like, I know that that's narrative and dialogue. I don't like to I I never I don't like to give a criticism without being like you could have done X Y or Z but I'm not about to give it nearly I'm not about to give it a thousand percent more thought than you did in this scenario <laughs> like the the oh, yeah. of the movie you know like I'm not coming up with something for you like I just know that be better yeah I just I mean like there was a couple of fun little like moments I like the call and response of him trying to figure out what they're saying in sign language. And then mm. he says it, he does it back to her and her and the mother are laughing at him because yeah, he's saying coward. Yeah. <laughs> like that was like funny. And it's like, yeah, even just give us a little bit more of that. Like, well, I, I, you know what it is too? It's like, like we said before, Kong Skull Island was a good movie. So I know yeah. you can do it. And I like, know, I know you have it in you. There was like a host of characters who like have varying levels of characterization and like, it's fairly compelling and it's like it's not like they use like lesser actors in these movies like well maybe in the first one but the second third one like has like a bunch of good actors and actresses and like it still doesn't give it enough to like make me care about hardly any of it like i will say the three main human characters in in king of the monsters um you know the the husband the wife and the daughter like them and their interpersonal drama was fairly compelling, mostly because Vera Farmiga and Kyle Chandler are really good actors. But like, even that's like stretching it. Like to say, like it's the only bit of the quote unquote yeah. human element that like worked outside of the the mute girl. You know, uh-huh. they d- just do better. Just do better. 
Just do I, enough. I, I want to watch Kong again. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it a couple of times since. It's still a really good movie. I really yeah. enjoy it. It's a solid movie. And again, Kong, awesome. Godzilla sucks. Godzilla sucks. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like him. The structure of his body is confusing. Just everything about him is confusing. It's a little ungainly. Yeah. I have another one last. I have another one last final thought. Sure. So I was thinking about this the other day, and I realized I reached kind of an awkward moment in my recollection because my first initial thought was I, or at least me and or my brother, one of us had. And then I realized maybe I was wrong. Maybe you had. But it was there me. was a Godzilla toy from. Yeah, I had from, that. Was it you? Yes. I definitely remember playing with that toy. I had a Godzilla toy, and I also had the... Uh, it was Godzilla, and it, it had the thing shot out of its mouth. Yes. And I, I, had the, I also had the jet fighter. From, it was, this was from the, from the 90s one. Yes, from the, the Brodrick one. Whatever one. It like, it was like a yeah. movie. It and it, like I, had the, quality. I had the fighter jet also. But that Godzilla also could swallow an action figure. Right? Yeah. Uh, oh... Yes, I am starting to think that your brother had it, and I we think were playing with that and my fighter jet. That's what I was saying. I think me and or my brother, I don't remember which of us had it, because we yeah. like it, it, like when it came out, it was in the range where like it could have been either of us who had it. One of and, you had it, and you brought it over. Yeah, I was going to say, because I remember distinctly the, the whole, like, that, that it could swallow whatever action figure came with it whole mm-hmm. and popped out the back. Yeah, shit it out. No, it came out of, like, the middle of his back. <laughs> like, that. roughly where, like, your, like, sixth vertebra down would be. <laughs> and I, I, I had one that shot, I think I had a smaller Godzilla toy that shot a blue thing out of its mouth. Like a little, I remember that being a yeah. thing, too. I think there were two separate toys, so maybe you had that oh, one. Oh, I also had the thing, I did have, like, a three-headed, the three-headed monster one, too. That I don't remember, but that the makes sense. The head's popped off. Which is more relevant to me now than it was when I was a kid playing with a toy. Uh, but that's fun. I man, I miss action figures. That was fun. Do you remember how bad that movie was? That I'm like, we're complaining about these Vaguely. movies. How bad Vaguely. that movie I was. Wanna, I kind of want to. I'm compelled to rewatch it. Oh, we need some time. We need some space. Yeah, whole breathing room. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it. Well, I mean, listen, I'm not going to stop you from watching the movie, but as far well, as... Is like there like a P. Diddy Cashmere song in there? Isn't there something absolutely. Like that? They, yeah. they did a collaboration. and like, cause It wasn't even like he sampled Cashmere. Like, there was... Uh. It was like... It was like the way, like, Numb Encore was, like, like mashed together mm. for, like, with, like, Jay-Z and Linkin Park. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But instead it was Diddy and a, I don't know, at that point, 20-year-old Cashmere song. That's that's pretty great. Ah, I feel like I need to watch that again. They set that one up for a sequel too. Oh, absolutely. Also, it single-handedly torpedoed both Hank Azaria and Matthew Broderick's careers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Wasn't Leon the professional in that? Yes, but yeah, like he he was always a character. Like he's never sure. really a lead man other than in the professional, really. So yeah, good movie. Did we do the professional? Like we did way, not do the professional. We didn't. No. No. Hmm. No, we have not done a Luke Besson movie. I was watching The Fifth Element the other day. I love it uh, so much. Ah, uh, so good. <laughs> Father, you smoke. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> oh man. Well, I don't right. know why but Ian Holm always cracks me up when he eats 
It's a, it's a, no, 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 all right, let's get out of here. That's all for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Flicks in the Six at thespintune.com, tweet us at thespintune, or just go on the website. We have ways for you to reach us. Uh, we're always looking forward to hearing from our friends out there. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. I'm Al Bielsi. Thanks for coming out.